What's up, everybody? Welcome to Coliseum Classics. This is a podcast where we review and discuss World Wrestling Federation Coliseum home videos. Today, we're going to, this is episode 10, and today we're going to be discussing and reviewing WWF Rampage 91. My name's Duke. I'm here with my boys from No Sold, a wrestling podcast representing the West Side, Frankie Fashions. What's good? And of course, our host of No Sold of Wrestling Podcast, John. How you guys feeling? I'm I'm feeling great. I'm ready to talk some old school wrestling. Yeah. Um, something that we're all very fond of. This is right up my alley. This uh 1991 era. For me, I was I was thinking today actually, like what my glory years are, and I think it's like 84 to like 97. Yes, it's like not quite attitude era, but like I like some stuff in the attitude era. I like Austin and rock, you know, and you can go that far. You can take it. Yeah. And then, you know, before the NWO becomes 37 members and all that stuff. But really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about this, because um, I have some interesting thoughts and I want to hear your thoughts obviously and i'm looking forward to who you guys named our star of the tape and uh let's get right to it this one starts with sean mooney at a golf course in stanford connecticut uh bobby the brain heenan and mean gene roll up in a golf cart (laughs) and this is going to be our ongoing segment throughout this as we in the past, have had some ongoing segments, uh, you know, Mr. Perfect, but the stamp collecting. And um, so I was looking forward to this. Like, obviously, Bobby's always gold. Bobby and Gene, you know, their chemistry is pretty good. Frank, what did you think when you saw this little, like, you know, this little segment? And yeah, no, I was what excited. We were in store for? Yeah, I was excited. I was like, oh, okay, it's good. I was wondering who the little the intermission break guys are going to be. And once you get Bobby and Gino, it's like, oh, perfect. You know, and also me, Gene was a good golfer. It appeared. Yeah. You know, it was turns like, out, oh, right. Yeah. I mean, they could have obviously fooled us, you know. Sure, sure. But, but like, I he mean, looked like he was taking looked, real shots. Yeah. And, and like at one point that putt, John, he like <laughs> hit that like straight up. It was perfect. It was. They're golfing in Connecticut. And uh, when I would, I would have loved to have you know join these men on the i'm not a golfer shout out my brother jeff big golfer keeps trying to get me out i I just can't do it i won't admit to being that age yet um (laughs) but i would have golfed with these two legends and sean mooney there with that long ass microphone wire you know where (laughs) that was coming from but i love uh like you said frank who was going to be the people taking us through the tape this time uh we had big daddy cool diesel for our last one and i do want to shout out the success of that one the streaming and the views and all that thank you for everybody who checked it out our second most watched video ever that's crazy but In just a few weeks yeah yeah uh, as it turns out uh kevin nash draws right so i was excited because we didn't get much of the intermission stuff on that tape and mm-hmm. i knew and i knew with this tape uh that we would i just wasn't sure what it would be so fun fun beginning yeah, we talked a lot about that. Like, we like an eclectic little, you know, the potpourri, like you said, the one episode. So, like, this definitely started out nice. Like, so we're going to have an ongoing theme throughout this. 
Uh, but the first match on this one, it's the fan favorite match, which we've seen on a previous episode of Coliseum Classics, uh, where a fan writes in and um, they request a match. So they requested the Intercontinental Champion, Mr. Perfect, taking on that British Bulldog. They just call him the British Bulldog here, but yeah. Davy Boy Smith, obviously. Um <clears throat> Mike McGurk, the ring announcer for this one, the old uh, legendary like Mike McGurk. Uh, Mr. Perfect comes out with the coach, which I'll be honest with you guys. I never dug this pairing, man. And obviously, when you're following Bobby the Brain Heenan, mm-hmm. it's going to be rough. And like, no disrespect, the coach, obviously, for those that don't know, the Golden Greek, you know, John Tolos, um, rest in peace, you know. Just never got down with the coach, Frank. What did you think when you saw the coach coming out? No, it was a bummer. I didn't even realize that's who was going to come out with him. I still <laughs> thought it was Bobby time, you know? So it was just like, oh, this dude, you know, just lame to me. He doesn't offer anything. Like when you have a guy like Bobby who's going to be maybe the star of a match, you know, depending on who's exactly. in the ring. You know what I mean? And uh, to go from him to the coach, just not for me. But it is, you know, it's fine. This match isn't about him, really, so it's it's cool. And John, I thought that Bobby just like stepped away from managing at this time, but he's still managing. We see him later on in the tape. Yeah, they never got like an official uh, breakup or something kind of like storyline with Perfect and Bobby Heenan, I don't think. But my the interesting thing about me is like, as I've mentioned many times, SummerSlam 91, first thing I ever saw, you know, saw the tape and the coach accompanies him to the ring, Mr. Perfect, for that. So I kind of knew their pairing. From my origin of watching wrestling so it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't bother me like you said but you, you probably saw perfect before me with with the brain mm-hmm. uh and uh you know mm-hmm. as you go on you see like you said the golden greek john tolos long rivalry rivalries with freddie blassie he's a guy that has a story i guess career but you wouldn't know it he's just a guy what blowing the whistle i kind of <laughs> didn't mind it like i said because it looked like perfect is the the perfect jock or athlete mm-hmm. got a coach with him and it kind of made sense i suppose but um nobody lives up to bobby so yeah and it's mm-hmm. like the chemistry of bobby and perfect yeah. was just yeah. it was undeniable i mean you know bobby and anybody really is but bobby I mean, and just, perfect your favorite pairing of bobby with somebody? i was i was just about to say like right. i think him and i think rude Mm-hmm. And I really like him with Andre because I felt like Andre needed him. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And point. like how Bobby spun it to where like Andre turning, like it made sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I just I picture perfect throwing the towel, Bobby catching it. You know, yeah. it was just that chemistry, like you don't even have to say anything, and they knew, mm-hmm. you know. But obviously. Super excited for this match. Two guys I think we're all fans of. I don't want to speak for you guys. Of course. Yeah, um, for sure. I did have a dream. We had a fantasy draft. And, John, you did draft the British Bulldog number one over I did. in that dream. Yeah, uh-huh. right? I Didn't I that. tell you that? I wrote it yeah, down. Yeah, I thought you said it Zern, but that would, make, <laughs> that would make more sense. But in a dream, you know, nothing makes sense. Yeah, I one of you guys did. I thought it was you because Zern would have made more sense. Right. But, I, but anyway. Yeah, funny. Uh, Sean Mooney. And Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary here. This is an intercontinental title match. It didn't seem to be on a TV show. There were like wrestling challenge banners and mm-hmm. and superstars banners. So I was like, 
maybe this is just like a house show. Um, Dave Hebner, the referee for this one, and Earl's Earl's twin brother. And so, yeah, let's get into the match. Likes and dislikes of this one, boys. Well, obviously, the two participants, just to start off, start <clears> a <throat> tape hot. Two all-timers for all of us, I believe. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where I have Davy Boy ranked. I'd have to write it all down. But uh, Perfect's just outside my top 10. So, yeah, so I'm pumped right away. Um, they get a good amount of time as well. You know, on these tapes, you don't know. So I always... Yeah. I kind of cheat and I like look at the Peacock sort of <laughs> breakdown, see which matches are going to be long and not. So they get a decent amount of time. Um, yeah, I was into it. I mean, it was just good, perfect and bulldog action, you know, and I just, I was there for it. Yeah. Same. So when I saw this cover like last week or whenever I was like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. I was like, we haven't found the perfect tape, but this might be it. I didn't know we'd start the show with Mr. Yeah. Perfect. Seeing him come back out with that IC title, I want to ask you guys: Is he, <laughs> is that title, look the best on this man? Because it's a beautiful title. But like this guy wearing that strap to the ring, does he embody that title for you? Man, like we talked about this yeah, previously, yeah, yeah, previously, and we said like how, I think it was for our title belt, probably. Edition, we named probably. our top belts, and how that belt's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, and I think we said like, whose belt is that? Right, yeah, right. Exactly. And it's tough because like, there's He's so on many. The short list at least. He's gotta you know be right. I mean? Like, because I think him. I think I do think Brett. I think mm-hmm. Razor. Oh, you know, yeah. so it's like, you know, there's so many cool guys. Match. Really. Yeah. yeah, match. Come on. Yeah, you know, yeah. What I mean? it's just match with the red W. Right. Mm-hmm. WW. But Mr. Perfect walked into that ring with that belt. I was so excited and so. I found out quickly during this match, we'll get into the match here, but um, mm-hmm. they're doing the tease with the test of strength. And at one point, Mr. Perfect uh, finally locks up with him after kind of like dodging it, being a coward. Mm. And he says real loud, like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Right. So not like mm. I haven't had this happen since we've been going back and watching stuff, but it's it literally sparked a, a memory I hadn't thought of in, since I was probably a kid. And because my cousin had rented, like had this tape, and we would rewind that part because we had never heard somebody <laughs> curse. And yeah. I'm like, you know, so uh, it was fun already for me to get into this match. I was so yeah. excited um, to see these two. Yeah, definitely on my short list of favorites back then. But this this is prime time for me as well. Like 91, such a great time. And um, we'll get into it. And You mentioned uh, the text of strength. So like before that, Perfect uh, does the big pose on the Bulldog. And uh, Perfect looks jacked, by the he way, when he jacked, did that. Yeah. Like, he's not a guy that does that. Bulldog's known for that, and then Bulldog mm-hmm. didn't go for it. But they did, like you said, eventually lock up. Um, Good, solid little match. You know, they're mm-hmm. doing the just solid stuff, you know, test of strength, stuff like that. Um, So at one point, the Bulldog goes to the outside, and the coach puts the boots to, them, to him yeah. while he's out there. And then comes a hero <laughs> out of nowhere to help his friend it's the hitman bret hart guys his he family the ring they didn't mention that though yet i don't know if that was right, public right. knowledge at this point um but yeah brett comes down to even the odds uh we always talk about ring attire did you there guys notice brett's weird pants 
I was waiting for you to bring it up. One of you guys right away. He had the big uh, skull wings logo like on his butt. This is a rare attire. Mm -hmm. But this match, like I said, it had sparked a memory. And this was one we were wound a lot. And I just, man, um, I forgot all about this attire. Like, did he wear this ever anywhere? I don't I don't ever remember him wearing that. But we said that before, like these weird attires. Brett seemed to do that like on purpose, like for these weird things that we're never going to see the light of day. Like he would wear like, you know, the weird boots and stuff like that. Um, this was like cool. a weirder, uh, I'd say darker pink, Frank, or something like it was more like a. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because it's not just like that softer pink. Like his boots have like the softer pink on it, but mm-hmm. like the top and the pants is like, yeah, I don't know how you would describe that pink, but it's, yeah. it's deep. It was deep. I pink, think yeah. it might have been because it was like still the spandex, like the yeah. he hadn't moved to like the um, like the softer Remember, he like changed his like texture yeah. on his pants. He you did know, though. Yeah. He did. You know exactly what I'm talking. I do. About. No, but you're I, laughing yeah. because it's the only three weirdos here that will know that. But he definitely. I'm waiting should. for our attire podcast to get. Yeah, that's where coming. we just break it's down coming. the material, the texture. So yeah. Anyway, Bret Hart. You guys might have heard of him. He comes down, evens the score. So at one point, perfect. Um, he's whipped into the ropes, and Davy Boy goes for the big, the big uh press slam he drops him right on his you know what and then perfect of course sells amazingly um falls out uh perfect whips him into the ropes he drops down the bulldog hits the ref so there's a ref bump here um dave habner goes down uh perfect goes for the perfect plex davy hits the small package uh coach jumps in brett takes care of him Brett makes the three count, which <laughs> yeah. to me yeah. is good. I don't know about you guys, yeah, but if you're, I Brett's mean, like, Brett's word. I was like, what does that mean, Brett? Brett's word is the gospel to me. Right. So Brett's never for wrong. some reason, perfect's upset. He clobbers him. Referee he wakes beats, up. He beats the shit out of Brett, too. He does. You know, he, he just does. gets up and beats Brett down. Yeah. Like, man, is Brett like some jobber manager? He just like perfect st- stands up after he gets screwed and then just beats the crap out of Brett. Well, the ref saw it, and the ref took issue with it, and the referee wakes up and disqualifies the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith. Right move. Right I mean, move. I don't, I don't agree with it. I think Brett <laughs> making the three count <laughs> yeah. should have been good enough, you know, for the World Wrestling Federation. I think we should have had a new Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> it wasn't to be. Uh, Brett then hits a big reverse elbow, sends Perfect out. Perfect selling in this match, as always, tremendous. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I mean, you can say it's like overselling, but I don't know. What did you guys think? Like, I love his selling. Yeah, I mean, I think Perfect's one of the all-timer sellers, you know what I mean? So, like, for this, this was just, like, classic stuff. I could see how people, also when his hair gets all fried, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and, and so everything starts looking extra dramatic. And I could see mm-hmm. how people... Maybe who don't watch a lot of perfect matches think it's oversung, but to me it's the gold standard, really. I agree. I, I think he's on a small list of um who you could argue to be the greatest all time seller, so mm. to speak. I mean he's he's the first one I think of in this era. You can go Sean, and then I go to modern era, obviously, like I think of Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Gotta throw him in there. Um Dolph. <clears throat> As as just as a guy who could sell, you know, yeah. um, there's some I other think really Sean, good ones. 
definitely took from him too. I think Sean, for his selling, took from Flair and Hennig more than anybody. Yeah, because you remember when Sean would do the um. <clears throat> well, first of all, Perfect would do the jump off the the bottom rope to do like a um dramatic flip sell if someone hit his head in the turnbuckle. Sean took that. Sean did mm -hmm. that. Yep. Even right. the slingshot, Perfect. I mean, Perfect did that. That's how he lost the AWA title to Jerry Lawler. It's how he lost the IC title to Kerry Von Erich. Not funny. And then Sean, the the um one of the previous the previous costume classics, Diesel gives him the big slingshot. Yep. Yep. So and it's all respect, right? I mean, Sean was obviously a fan of Perfect, who won him. Yeah. But this um, one was fun for sure. Um a lot lot of uh just a solid match with two like I said, like you said, Frank, all-time greats. Like yeah. our favorites, Mr. Perfect's one of my top ten all-time favorites. So, um, this was a great way to start for me. Before we uh, give the ratings, do you have anything else you guys want to talk about? You know, as far as the match, any spots that you enjoyed, or any dislikes, or anything? Uh, I don't have too much. Sorry, Frank. Um, I was just gonna say the participants. We've been going over it a lot. Eye candy people involved this is prime time for me a lot of enjoyment a lot of nostalgia and um the finish is what it is yeah, okay go ahead say. frank just the finish and that's you know you get used to that with these tapes but like of course when you see two guys like that you just you know you want a definitive ending you know mm -hmm. always so that's always going to be a, a thing but it's always cool to see the matchups too and it's a total surprise for me you know going into it so yeah to see a blockbuster mat marquee matchup like that you know open the show it's like all right good start i, I need a good start great start <laughs> yeah as far as the participants and also we we saw on the last tape uh or one of them recently where like uh brett was building towards a few or some sorry sean was building towards a feud with rick martell so that was like part mm -hmm. of the tape and now this was when sean when brett and perfect were building towards their SummerSlam 91 yep. match so like there was storylines happening on these tapes yeah. technically too yeah you for know. sure um and another thing too like as we go through these coliseum classics like i'm i'm trying to be more so like if you rate a wrestlemania match you have to yeah, yeah, yeah. rate it on like a wrestlemania scale <laughs> right like it's the biggest show of the year you know mm -hmm. so for this one i'm trying to like have like a coliseum classics mm -hmm. rating system where like just for this tape like you said before john when you're a little kid like running this tape like what would your enjoyment level be so that's where my grade came for this one um like you mentioned like kind of setting up a story we got three of my Two of my all-time top 10 favorite wrestlers. Bulldog's definitely in there somewhere, you know, in the double digits. Um, So I enjoyed this a whole lot. If you guys don't mind, I'll start with my rating. I gave this one a 7.5 out of 10. I mean, it's fair. You're, you're, the way you describe it, the way you break it down, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, You know, can I rate it higher based on the nostalgia? certain ways I'll, I'll you know try not to be too harsh because the, of the finish but i'm going 5.75 little less than a six but um the awesome way to start a tape i i think 
had we gotten a solid finish, it could have been much higher. And uh, yeah. this era is just awesome. I don't think I'll I'll rate anything too low in this era, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Yeah, there? I gave it I gave it a six out of ten. All right, a little higher than John Boy, but uh, you know, yeah, I just thought obviously, Mister Perfect and Bulldog, I'm already in, and the the match was what it was. You know, it was pretty basic, you know, but it was just well done. Seeing these two guys do it, it's always cool. The endings are always gonna bring matches down for me. You know what I mean on these type of tapes. But yeah, six out of ten, I enjoyed it. The bread yeah, appearance, the ending, uh, obviously, yeah, of course, yeah. Helps, you know, the ending didn't bother me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like because I don't know. I found myself honestly, like I'm just watching this and I feel myself smiling. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like I'm yeah. just enjoying it. So, yeah, and it's um, not to be so harsh too, because like my yeah, grades sure. will be, my grades will seem sucky but like some of yeah. these things i still enjoyed i just got to be real with my hey and we gotta we gotta eventually give it a grade at the end and uh yeah. an mvp and it all kind of ties together yeah. yeah and uh we are broadcast journals we gotta we keep it real or we're gonna you know nobody's gonna respect our opinion anymore no, can't disappoint the brain <laughs> after this we go back to the golf course we find out that mean gene's gonna give us some golf tips He's going to try to help the brain improve his golf game. Um, Sean Mooney lets us know how to request a fan favorite match. Mm-hmm. They pop a number on there that was distorted, unfortunately, because I was I had my pen and paper out. Well, he still said it out loud, so they blurred it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> I'm I'm not smart enough to listen and write though. And then when you pause it on Peacock, did you notice you can't even like yeah, you can't stuff? see the thing? Yet. Yeah, All right. So I'm just, I'm out here. I'm never going to know how to get my name on one of these Coliseum home videos. So from there. Can I just say real quick on Bobby? um, Just one of the reasons why we'll never probably become a golfer. um, The attire, (laughs) the needed attire. Bobby's outfit, though, is classic, man. This guy's going over the top with it. Of course. Of course, you know. That's why I said last time we talked, like, he don't make, he don't care about making fun of himself. Bobby was so good at it, you know. Little weasel. And when you have a heel that doesn't care about making fun of himself, what happens? We look at him in such high regard, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we said yeah. before everybody cool guys everything now. You know, it's it's silly. Anyway, from there we go to the next match. This one's from Madison Square Garden. Oh, How about God. this commentary team? Gorilla Monsoon, the aforementioned Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Jim. The Anvil Neidhart. What in the cool. blue blazes? This is one of those cool things about these tapes. These random commentary teams, the random matchups, random attire. So I was like, Anvil, why? You know, what were they testing here? Was it an injury? But what do you think, Frank? Anvil out here talking. Dude, I, I didn't even know that was something he did. To be honest, I don't think I've ever heard or ever even thought of him being a commentator. So interesting and i was interested in the matchup too because i'm all about this iron claw movie coming out you know i want to carry von eric i'm on a von eric's kick at the moment so it was cool to see carrie and then the warlord too who i always have a soft spot for just just he's juiced out of his mind and he looked cool sure is yeah so for these guys by the way when you see both of these guys like talk about action figures you know what i mean like they don't they doesn't look right. They look too swollen, but all both of them. And yep. Harry's in his giant diaper gear, which I wasn't a fan of. Uh, you don't like the white? 
Nah, the whites too it just doesn't flatter. Warlord's gear is actually cool though. If you mm. take a look at it, trunks match the knee pads. It's all it's all good. For oh yeah, yeah. He was put that together. Was, yeah, when they split those guys up, mm-hmm. they really um, like you mentioned, action figures. Like yeah. when they split the powers of pain up, like barbarian, they dressed like a yeah. legit barbarian. Warlord, <laughs> they got. The mask, everything matches. It's mm-hmm. got the lightning bolts or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, like so, a pitchfork or some weird. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm sure. Yeah, they they took a lot of time for that. Um. So, like you guys mentioned, the next match is the Warlord taking on the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, which they didn't always call him Kerry Von Erich, but they did here. They introduced him ha- as the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, who introduced him, the greatest of all time, Howard Finkel. Danny Davis, your referee here. That's funny. Uh, battle, like you guys mentioned, battle of two jacked up scumbags, as we call them, uh, lovingly. Yeah. These guys were woof, juiced to the gills. Um, like you mentioned, we do have the Iron Claw movie coming up uh, about the Von Eric family. Hopefully that's good and they do uh, that family justice. But what do you guys have on this match, John? I know you're a big, you're a big tornado fan. I this really is another was. guy that when I see, I'm like, oh, man, John Boy's going to love this. So, And I did. I was so pumped for this. I think um, it's a, it's always bittersweet seeing him because you think about the tragedy. You think about yep. the family. You think about the <laughs> the things that we would find out later. Um, and I'm glad you guys both mentioned the Iron Claw. I'm so pumped for this movie. I'm like, I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be. Honestly, I think it's going to be great, not even just for a wrestling movie, but it sounds like Kevin Von Erich was involved and Mm -hmm. shout out to him. All the like stuff he went through and like the way just how positive he is. Like if you see this dude's attitude and the way he kind of looks at life, it's kind of inspiring. You're like, what? Like, why am I complaining? It's incredible, man. He's a great, great guy. It seems like anyway. Um, So anyway, with Carrie here coming out with the tassel boots, the boots. (laughs) Yeah. It's just um, a superhero-ish vibe for, you know, when I was younger, I looked at him like a, a kind of a, a guy to look up to. But yeah, Warlord, it's a, it's a cool recipe here. Got the face, got the heel. The work in the ring, we'll talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's on brand with these gentlemen. But the girls went freaking nuts for Carrie Von Eric. You get them <laughs> shouts when he takes the robe off. And um, do you guys think... You know, we'll talk about it maybe, I guess, here, the tragedy and whatnot. But just the fact that he was also nursing like that injury, you find out he was missing some of his foot mm-hmm. and working in these matches. And it's like, do you guys think he was world champion level in this company, like in the WWF style? Maybe if he if he doesn't have a foot injury, you know, um, because obviously he's a big guy. He was a good looking guy. Yeah, he was good enough. You know what I mean? You watch that stuff with like Flair, right? Like that match, you know, it's like he's good enough in there. I don't know. I think he could have been something. I don't know if Vince would have let him be the guy in his business, but the Texas Tornado is popular. Anytime I look at stuff that's like old action figure things or whatever, like Texas Tornado is always like a name that Mm. like everybody loves, you know, Mm. and it's just like you wonder if he would have been at full health, full capacity in the ring, you know, if he would have had a better run there. I don't know. And like honestly, a clear head too. Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. like he did have issues. Um, you know, we're not gonna land base the guy. We mm-hmm. all are fans of him. No, yeah, we yeah. all have issues. You know, obviously he probably was dealing with some sort of 
mental health issues. That's usually what leads to drug and alcohol abuse. You're trying to escape, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with a clear head, maybe Vince, you know, if he doesn't make the guy, it's always hard for him mm-hmm. to put him on top. And when you look at who was on top here, there's so much talent yeah. on the roster here, man. Like we don't even see Hulk Hogan on this tape, but he's still here. And this is like still like this is still sort of prime Hulkster, you know, like so it's hard to say. It's definitely a what if, man. Carrie Von Eric is a big what if in uh yeah. In the history I put him in the record. Pillman cat I put him in the Brian <clears throat> Pillman category. Um obviously similar similar outcomes, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. guys of what could have been uh their ceiling, you know. And I know Carrie had already had a run, but in the World Wrestling Federation, I'm saying so Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And like, you know, in Texas, I mean these guys were gods, man. Yeah. Like when when you watch those crowds these women would assault them, man. Like it's insane. The reactions that they would get. And honestly, to me, the best Von Eric was David. Mm-hmm. I think David is the best Von Eric. Like, I think he could kick ass. He still had charisma. He could talk. He was very believable. Um, Carrie was the most charismatic, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin was probably the most athletic. Yeah. I think All it's interesting though. Agree. I think it's interesting. Like um, when people, aren't like really wrestling fans like to say casuals or super casual um they still kind of know who like dusty Rhodes is and the von erics mm. you know like i've noticed that about certain people that i would talk to like older family members or something like oh you like wrestling i used to like the von erics but it's like damn how you know you don't even mm. know who really like steve austin is that that much but mm. you know the von erics like their their legacy lives on and that's cool for sure and it like that's why this movie's super cool you know you talk about legacy like hopefully it's presented in a light that's not you know so dark you know mm-hmm. because they did do amazing things and like you certainly don't want to just focus on like the bad stuff you know but all amazing athletes rest in peace carry we're yeah. all big fans um obviously all very excited to see him on this tape yeah. taking on the warlord who is frank a former world heavyweight champion and the WWE's favorite wrestler. Can you name him? What did you say? A world heavyweight champion? World Where? heavyweight champion in the WWE. Oh. No. Big... Hawk. Well, it's <laughs> is it Big Dave? It's Big Dave Batista. Oh, yeah. That's his favorite. Yeah. I, I How funny favorite is that? Wrestler. Everybody's yeah. got you know a favorite wrestler. There's a couple guys like in wrestling that, you know, they looked up to guys they wanted yeah, to yeah. emulate. Obviously, Chris Benoit and the Dynamite Kid. It was crazy yeah. how much yeah. Benoit emulated him. Yeah, for sure. And when you look at Batista, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. He's a jacked so up dude. Funny. Like, he even to his boots, like, he had like, yes, the boots with like the metal on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's cool. You know, like, I think it's yeah. awesome. I think it's cool. That's why there's butter pecan ice cream. You That's know, why because... if Frank was a wrestler, he'd have the Vampiro attire. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You know, that <laughs> yeah. was his yeah, guy. Almost for sure would be Vampiro gimmick. <laughs> so yeah, this cool. one, uh, Battle of the Big Men. Um, they lock up uh, you know, sort of a test of strength once again. Carrie wins the test of strength and hits the big pose on the big man. Like mm-hmm. just hits the he gets on his knees, he poses for the crowd, which I thought was a little weird. 
it's usually like the the villain does it first and then the good guy does it but i guess carrie was out here flexing on him ladies man ladies are out there uh carrie does hit the big tornado punch the discus punch discus punch i thought that was it for him thought that was it for the big man he he got his foot on the rope um to my uh surprise not so much chagrin because i wanted the match to go on i think but this one does end in a double count out yeah you guys mentioned earlier in the first match how the the ending sometimes ruins stuff but i thought it was cool um the warlord like we said they they broke up the powers of pain they transitioned into single stars they probably wanted to keep them looking strong even at a house show um besides you know getting eliminated by hulk hogan in three seconds in the royal rumble yeah Yeah. but um what did you guys think on this one do you have any thoughts besides like any spots you liked anything you want to add you know not a whole lot to add for the match because it is what it is between these two guys but i will say for like a warlord match (laughs) i was more entertained than i thought i'd be you know um I was down for the matchup though. It was just so interesting to see these two. You know, it was just it was random enough, but it made sense enough that it felt like a, a like a proper fight. And uh, yeah, no, I just I just thought it was good. I thought it was fun. It's not gonna if you're a Matt Technician fan, you know, you're not gonna knock your socks off, you know. But I was into it. I don't know, and I re- I was really into Warlord's gear. I must admit, <laughs> maybe I'm like maybe I'm more like Batista than I think. Yeah, right. So what'd you rate this one? You gonna when I gave it rating? Four point five out of ten. Right. That's solid to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. it is what it is. The the double count out was... was a bummer to me. Mm-hmm. It made sense, I guess, in the moment. And I thought Kerry actually beat the count, but he didn't. <laughs> so whatever. And you know, uh it was a short match too. Mm-hmm. So like if you can en- find enjoyment in a couple minutes, you know. John, yeah. what do you got on this one? I'll just mention two things, a couple things. Um Vlad the super fan. Front oh, is he there? Was he really? Damn, yeah, I didn't noticed. even say it. Awesome. This it's unbelievable. This guy's life he had. <laughs> I mean, as a wrestling fan, you He's know, like, like Forrest Gump in wrestling. It, yeah, he is. Uh, so it was cool to see him. Still haven't watched the documentary. I it's on my yeah, list of things to do. do. Um, but that was cool. I do have to mention Carrie's punches. I think they're amazing. I think his punches, not just the discus punch, but like to put to put that force and not hurt these guys, and just it's a good worker you know people might say oh he wasn't a great worker but that's that's working you know he's really doing a good job with those punches i think they were great i rated it a 5.25 out of 10 so a little lower than my first match i knew what i was getting out of these two gentlemen but um i enjoyed it still once again i'm having fun with this tape yeah not everything has to be like this matt classic you know if you can still tell a story if you still have the crowd involved which they were yeah, you know, I think you can. It's all about your enjoyment level. Frank, I gave it the exact grade that you did a 4.5 oh, out of 10. I enjoyed it. You know, once again, uh, it mm-hmm. seems low, but, you know, it was a couple minutes, you know, seven to 10 minutes, probably. Um, and like, you know, not a definitive outcome, not a whole lot going on, but still enjoyable. Uh, we mentioned before, like the eclectic matchups, you know, like we all got excited for a Shawn Michaels versus Skinner match because it was like two guys, they were heels at the time, you know, you never would see lock up. So I thought it was cool. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah. Uh, from there we go right back to the ring. No, no golf course, no nothing. Uh, same announced team, 
same place. Uh, Howard Finkel introduces Power and Glory. Yeah. And they're going to have a big coin flip to see uh, who faces this opponent that's going to come out here. Um, Danny Davis flips the coin, referee Danny Davis, and uh, Paul Romeo Roma wins the coin toss. I don't know if he won, though, John, because mm-hmm. his opponent coming to the ring from the mean streets of Chicago, Legion of Doom member, Animal. Yeah, that's a loss for me. If I'm flipping that <laughs> coin and Animal comes walking out, looking great, jacked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. And I like this about this tape and some other ones we'll probably get into is the tag guys having a singles match because yeah. it was very rare to see back then. I mean, at least for us. So um, I was excited to actually see what was about to come. It wasn't going to be a very long, drawn-out battle, but you could talk a little bit more about the match. Frank, uh, inconspicuous by his absence, Hawk. Yeah. Thought that was strange. Yeah, I had I I knew nothing about it. You know, when I saw Animal come out, I was like, oh, okay, because I wasn't sure what was happening at first in this match. I was like, is this a tag team match? Mm-hmm. And then then you know, I figured once I figured it out and realized Hercules wasn't really going to be wasn't supposed to be involved. I was like, who who's going to be against Paul Roma like that? I would care about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, cool to see Animal. He looks like yeah. a jacked up monster. Made <laughs> Hercules look pretty small, actually. Yeah. Was crazy. Herc was pretty gassed here, too. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I didn't know. I didn't know where Animal was. I didn't know the timeline. You know, I'm coming in so blind that Yeah, it was weird. I don't know if Hawk was injured or what, but um and you wonder too, was like, was this scheduled to be a tag mm-hmm. team match and like yeah, yeah. Hawk couldn't make it or whatever? It had to be pretty serious because wrestlers didn't miss <laughs> towns back then you know so yeah and hawk um our animal and hawk they won the titles not too long after this so i don't think it was mm-hmm. any kind of like hot water or punishment yeah. or problems so it was just you know who knows but um it was cool to see paul roma's strength in this match i gotta mm-hmm. pro- give him some shout out because also, uh jack dude yeah you look great he really looked, really yeah. uh just a great look looking uh body at that point but the holding on and doing the rib rib breakers like the continuous rib breakers to yep. a guy like animal like holding on and it's just impressive um yeah before we get too into it i did just want to mention animals staring down hercules and paul roma hits him from behind yeah. kind of cowardly cowardly way to start this match you can't blame him it is a it is a road warrior he's dealing with um mm-hmm. But yeah, Roma Jack to the gills here. Um, we can get into the match now. I did just want to mention that that yeah. he he did take him from behind. He he mm. pro harbored him to yeah. uh, to quote Gorilla Monsoon. So, what do you guys got on this one? Uh, other than like I said, Paul Roma's strength. Um, I do want to say you know we're turning this into an attire episode, but <laughs> I like the long pants with the lightning. But like I thought, Paul Roma looked cool too. Like the the kind of like uh, almost stripes, yeah, thunderbolt yeah. stripes or whatever you would call them. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this uh, gear, Frank? No, I thought they they look cool. I mean, we'll see them again. They 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 look cool, but you're outshined by the other guy's gear and face paint and overall mm-hmm. look. You know, yeah. and it's clear who's the star of the match. You know, um, going on about Paul Roma's strength though, 
He also pile drives this dude. Yep, I have it know? down here. Yep, and and sort of like, and he gets him up. He, you know, he takes his like time. Delayed. Yeah, exactly. Like he mm-hmm. takes his time with the pile driver, and uh, animal sells it. I thought pretty good too. Got a bounce on it. It felt like a lethal power drive. I just wanted to point. He that sold out. it for yeah. about one second. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets <laughs> then up he and he right out. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, animal, uh, animal whips him in the corner. Unfortunately, Danny Davis is in that corner. So down, mm-hmm. down goes Danny Davis. Hercules sticks his nose in. He gets involved. Um, Roma goes for the top rope drop kick while Hercules is holding Animal. Animal's able to obviously outpower Hercules, <laughs> and uh, he ends up getting drop kicked by his own partner. Animal then hits a picture perfect power slam. One, two, three, your winner, Legion of Doom member Animal. What'd you guys rate this one? So I'll jump in. I gave this match a three out of 10. It sounds harsh, you know what mm. I mean? But Paul Roma just, you know, he he looked strong in there. He looked good, but it just doesn't. I've never been excited for a Paul Roma match ever. And uh, see see Animal, it's cool. It's got to see him do big man, strong stuff, you know, but not a whole lot. there. And it wasn't the longest segment either, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's enjoyable, though. It's fun for what it is. Just you don't get a lot of every, anything, really. What yeah. did you think of that power slam, though? It's good. What would you pretty- call that even? Because he catches him and rotates with it. Is it just like... It's well, something- if it was Jesse the Body Ventura, he'd call yeah. it a power body slam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, I think... So I'll just give you my rating. I'm a little kinder. I love yeah. this time. 4.25 out of 10. It's short. I like the just the variety we're getting here. A rare animal singles match against Paul Roma. I think it was fun. Same place, like you said, dude. Got Vlad, the super fan, still there, mm, geeking that's out. Awesome. I can't believe uh, I missed him. Yeah, you'll see him in the dark shadows, right front row to your right. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, four point two five. I I liked it. It was fun enough. Another thing, Roma too. I always liked how he went to the top rope, how he would jump to the second rope and then like back up to the top rope. Mm-hmm. I like this match a lot. A lot more mm. than you guys because my wow. rating is a six point five out of ten. Gosh, I thought it was super enjoyable, dude. You love the Road Warriors too, and like you said, man, like when you give me these weird matchups, I like the yeah. coin flip. There's right. a story going on, you know. I'm in, man. Give it to me. This reminds me of. Um, sorry, you know, go off on a different no, road okay. here, real quick, because I heard the story recently. Over here. But, uh, Real quick, the uh, coin flip would have been like uh, one taboo Tuesday they would have later on <laughs> where it was like supposedly a shoot. I don't know if you guys heard this recently, but um, like Edge was supposed to beat Triple H for the title for the world title mm-hmm. on the one where it was like Edge, Shawn Michaels and someone else. And um, they said, if you win the vote to Edge that he was going to win the world title, this is Edge telling this story. Shawn won the vote and uh, <laughs> did, you know, it, it, that's how the story went. But yeah. Back in the Sean day, flip points. won the vote. Yeah, politics. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Triple H was like, I'm not doing the job to this guy. <laughs> right. Anyway. From there, we go back to the golf course. Some more tips from me and Gene. Uh, Bobby ends up cheating and just throwing the ball <laughs> while me and Gene's back is turned. Um, hilarious, man. We're not doing these little segments justice. Uh... Super enjoyable. We obviously can't, like, say everything... Every time Bobby's on the screen, he steals it. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Super fun little segments. 
I do want to um, say about those yeah. real quick. Like I, I say I'm not ready to become like a, a golfer at my age or whatever, but these guys are like 48 here. Yeah, know? I know. Like Jeez. they're, they're out there having a good time 48, but man, when I was a kid, I, they could have been 60 or 70. You yeah. Know? Just, I, know. I didn't have any measure of time. Mean so. jeans. Another one that always kind of looked old. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like when you're bald, like I think, yeah, and, and he's, he's rocking the, the hair on the side, yeah, and like the dad mustache, you know. But it looked um, like a fun time. I mean, I'm an old soul, so I, I oh, listen, pal, there's like golf's like cool now. There's like uh, that top golf here, yes, that yes. people go to. Like one of my uh customers just said, um, you know, they had like a work party at like Top Golf. There's 20 year olds golfing, so it's not like this yeah. old thing. No, I know. I just, I, know. I feel like I'm not. I don't have enough money to golf, you know, yeah. like that's, where, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> um, from there we go to the tag team match of the month, but it's a six man tag team match. This man's shaking Mike. his head. Oh, Frank. Oh man. We're losing them. We're losing. Well, them. you know, when, when this, when a certain someone's involved, Frank seems a couple guys lead. in this match. That, that's the thing. It's with. not even, yeah, it's not even, just a certain it's almost everybody you know all that's right well let's, let's get to it mike mcgurk introduces the six participants in this tag team match of the month it is the mountie with his old school music they were kind <laughs> of still presenting him as like like serious at this point he wasn't mm -hmm. so over the top right and world wrestling federation tag team champions the nasty boys taking on one of frank's favorites yeah sean michaels and marty Janetti, the rockers and the big boss man, Sean Mooney, Lord Alfred Hayes, uh, Joey Morella, your referee here. Son of who, Frank? Joey Morella, son of who? Yes. I don't know. Legendary broadcaster, John Boy? You got it, Frank. Come on. Gene, big, the big man, the big gorilla. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a tragic It's a tragic story with him, right, Duke? Yeah, Did yeah. yeah die in a car crash or something? Yeah, he died young. Sad. Is yeah. His father, yep. We give you ref info on this show too. It's fun. Listen, go. man, we're here to Doing have well. fun. We're talking wrestling. We're gonna learn a little bit along the way. We're all here to learn. We're all here to learn. We're gonna learn. What's up with Shawn Michaels' uh, backwards green cap? All right, dude. I wanted. To, I said, dude, by accident. But all I could think of was dynamic dudes here. <laughs> yeah. You might as well have had a skateboard that he didn't ride to the mm -hmm. ring. It was like, probably so. a rocker's hat, right? Probably. I don't know. It was probably I, a rocker's. Yeah, I didn't have it, but because it's like not like a normal hat. It's sort of like a uh yeah, like a, what the ladies will wear to cover their hair in the shower or whatever. It's like one of those <laughs> on, it's like it has that elastic material on the back, yeah. but then the front. It's These were popular strange. for a second. Um, it was nineteen ninety one. They were neon yeah. and it worked. Yeah. Uh Sean already building his brand, probably. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. It was probably a rocker's hat. He's out there promoting his, uh, trying to get his revenue up, man. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, though, um, this matchup, as mm -hmm. they come, you know, so I go into these matches blind and I like to see them as they walk out and talk about disappointment. After this. Like oh. the Mountie coming out, so I go, okay, you know, Jacques is cool. So I'm not mad there, even though the Mountie's like silly. But then the Nasties are the champions, which I don't realize at the heart, time. Man super gross and then it's the rockers <laughs> you know which is just annoying 
and then boss man to top it <laughs> off i was like jeez i was like talk about a bunch of like a who's who i knew you were so upset with these intros i knew yeah, it. it was just like oh man like there was no not one person came out that i was like you know excited hmm. to see so john what at. was what was your reaction give me a positive pete spin here positive pete spin is continuing with the nostalgia i kind of started to remember this you know match being included here and i i liked it you know right off the bat no surprise here but i liked the participants i am not a nasty boys fan like you duke i just i i almost give them no credit sometimes that i'm starting to feel bad about it that um i'm trying to turn because i turned on honky tonk man recently Mm -hmm. a little bit i'm working on greg the hammer but uh the (laughs) nasty boys man it's just rough for me sometimes It's, it's no fault that i just um they're slobs, you know, never been a yeah, fan yeah, of but, Bastion Booker but types. Like, that's yeah, the exactly. thing. But like when you get heat because you're a slob, like because <laughs> no, honestly, no, like, I know. I watched um what was it? Uh some WCW event recently. I forget which one it was. I don't have it in front of me. But like <laughs> Brian Nobbs is in the ring and the crowd is chanting Porky Pig. yeah so like when you get heat like that like they're so unlikable you know and they're gross like i don't know i think there's something to be said for that i'm out i don't listen yeah that's fine sometimes it's just like unwatchable um Mm -hmm. i'm opposite like the nasties like i've really come to enjoy their stuff um i think they were almost revolutionary in like the way of like hardcore wrestling um Mm -hmm. They don't get a lot of credit for that. Mm-hmm. Two really fucking tough guys, man. Like, would take like chairs to the face and like not budge. Um, champions everywhere they went. I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that, and I think they should be in the Hall of Fame. That's just Hogan's me. Hogan's boys. Yeah, Hogan's. Yeah, I but knew that, that would come up at some. But point. that was that wasn't even a thing yet. Like, you don't think AW- at this point though. In AWA, like they were. Yeah tag team champions there they weren't hogan's boys i don't know i don't know the behind the scenes stuff i mean i think politics always play a role Mm -hmm. i mean Shawn michaels was vince mcmahon's boy for sure you know like (laughs) it it happens like triple h married the boss's daughter you know like there's all kinds of stuff um if you don't like them i respect no i i will i will say though um i i didn't mind them in this match i'm not gonna probably bash them at all during this uh review here because i i kind of like the pairing with the rockers and them because you do got the pretty boys versus these nasty boys um and i think it was a good contrast to styles they were pretty solid in that damn ring like they and they you know looking back on it now like they were kind of in good shape they were just covered up by the the shirts and stuff mm-hmm. like they weren't really like these big heavy their lady their, la- their lady boots Oh, I know. Yeah, with the, they look the like spandex chains. with lady boots. With the, lady bikers. Uh, the chains on them. Yeah. It's a weird thing. But hey, uh, man, Prince wore boots like that. Uh, but uh, let me just <laughs> Prince. <laughs> let me shout out the big boss man and his uh the shape he's in here because I think this is probably the best shape he was ever in right here. He was kind of like leaner. He was going on yeah. that singles run. We'll talk about it, but um I will say this about Bossman. He was working hard in there. Yes. Yep. You know, he hit an Enziguri. Yeah. <laughs> Bossman is an underrated big man, yeah. dude. You know? When you go back and watch um, the one that we reviewed, uh, Big Bossman, he was the guardian angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Vader. Vader, yep. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. Like, I was my favorite match. Super, <laughs> super enjoyable match, you know. Um, 
But yeah, I I enjoyed this one. Um, at one point there was a, so the good guys get all the bad guys in the corners, and there's a big three way collision, um, which I yeah. thought was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, so Brian Knobs calls for Jimmy Hart's motorcycle helmet, which they used to capture the WWF tag team titles, and broke my little heart mm-hmm. at WrestleMania seven. Um, but Sean intercepts it. He grabs the helmet. He nails the big knobs, man. Knobs goes down, makes the cover. It's a mess. This it gets really messy in here. Mm-hmm. Sags breaks it up. The Mountie comes in. He <laughs> zaps Shawn Michaels with the shock stick. I thought that <laughs> was going to be the end, but then Marty Jannetty just comes in and jumps on top of Knobs. Yeah, he's still knocked point. out yeah. from the big motorcycle helmet. He steals one for his team. Your winners. With Marty Jannetty pinning Brian Knobs, the Rockers, and the big boss man. What do you guys think? I listen for a match with almost nobody in it that I like. I thought it had fun moments, you know, like uh, like I said, I thought Boss Man was actually a highlight. And I don't love, you know, I've never been a fan of Boss Man, but like I thought he was in there doing his job good. There was like a back and forth between him and the Mountie when the Mountie like he whips Mountie in the rope and he has to do the jump over him and he barely gets over. I don't know if you caught that, dude, but like he barely. And I was like, dude, you had to jump up so high just to get over yeah. Boss Man. Boss and man then Boss man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then Boss oh, Man, Mountie, yeah, yeah, Mountie jumps over. Mm-hmm. Then Boss Man catches him and hits him with the spine yep. buster, which was a lethal look. And I was just mm-hmm. like, you could it something about how the Boss Man's face, like he was jacked in this match. It was like his <laughs> mania or whatever, you know. So like yeah. you know, I give him some credit. Did, didn't blow me away like at the second half of that match i think it's a big mess like you said you know once everybody's in the ring and there's all these types of interference and all that it kind of gets kind of lose me yeah but uh but you know i thought it was more entertaining than i anticipated going in that's good what you, what you rate it frank if you don't mind me i asking. gave it a four out of ten yeah yeah that's yeah that's fair so i'm like pretty much right there with you 4.25 out of 10 four and a quarter um it was formula formulaic like mm-hmm. kind of like the six-man formula the way they um kind of did it and broke it down i just think the rockers were so much better than you know pretty much every well more athletic i should say i don't want to mm-hmm. say better but yeah. more athletic yeah. a little bit more pizzazz the young bucks influence like when they came in and hit the double crescent kick double super kick mm-hmm. right off the bat you're like man like this this is we just talked about how they're so influential to rockers and should yep. they be in the hall of fame just because of that and I, I started to think about it but shout out to big boss man as well like you said frank very jacked to, to the like the way he's selling <laughs> yeah. like it, it borders on overselling but he's just into this match man he's here to yeah, work he was, work yeah. hard you know that's what boss man was here for and i think he did a Steal damn good show. job <laughs> Steal the show in a match with hbk um but i do want to say like the thing with him and Mountie was brewing towards SummerSlam 91, which I remember this match so much. And I, I know that the, he hits him with a nasty spine buster in that match too. For whatever reason, boss man's spine busters on Jacques were, they had some extra oomph and um, took the wind out of you. But four and a quarter, I, I think this was a fun little six man. Boss man had an, a different spine buster too. Like it was different yeah. and it was cool as shit. Yeah. Like it wasn't the spinning one. It was kind of like Rockies where he just like, but I don't know. It was lethal. A I little Bob that. Holly-ish, too, almost. Remember how Bob Holly... Oh, yeah. How like, you uh... like me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like this match a lot. I'm finding out, like, when we watch these, I like six-man tag team matches, which makes no sense. Yeah. 
because like I feel like my number one is a singles match. But when you give me like like you said, formulaic, John, um, it's a team feuding with another team and then a single feuding with a single and then you put them together. It's a cool little like lead up to stuff. So I enjoyed it. Um, I mentioned on our no sold episode, I believe it was uh, from Survivor Series that I thought the Rockers should be in the Hall of Fame. I think the Nasty Boys should be in the Hall of Fame. I think the Nasty Boys more so than the Rockers to hold WCW, WWF, and AWA tag team titles. I think that means something, mm-hmm. um, whether they were Hulk's buddies or not. So and all Hall of Famers in this match because you established you want Jacques in there. And I, I absolutely believe. I mean, when you hold, you know, at a time when it wasn't a thing, when you hold two of the belts in wwf the intercontinental and tag team titles like they obviously thought you know vince thought something of Jacques, you know and mm-hmm. i think he proved it like i become such a Jacques rougeau fan like the mountie is so like i hated him mm-hmm. when i was a kid and like you look back and he's just he's doing such a great job he's having so much fun you know and like People talk about him glowingly, you know, like what a pro he was and stuff. So I'm a fan. I enjoyed this match. 5.5 out of 10 for me. Okay. That's fair. Feeling it. I'm having a great time watching this Rampage 91. Mm -hmm. From there, we go right back into it. Mm -hmm. Madison Square Garden is the place. Uh, Howard Finkel introduces... The next two opponents, demolition member Smash. He's gone by many names: Barry Darso, Crusher Khrushchev. Taking on a guy who looked familiar to me. I don't know if you guys recognized him. Um, he looked like another guy, but this guy's name is. Uh, let me see. The Dragon. <laughs> you guys know him. The Dragon. Yeah, this was um, this was Brian Danielson's father. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. This wasn't the American Dragon. It was just the Dragon before he okay. became Americanized. Oh, okay. So was this guy American? Um, no, nah, dude, I don't, I don't know. know. We'll never know. know. He was an actual dragon because he came out. Yeah, literal like dragon. dragon. Oh. He was breathing fire. Um, he he kind of favors Ricky Steamboat a mm-hmm. little bit, but I'd say it was close. They never they never called him that. So it's the dragon here. <laughs> taking on smash who i'm a fan of i don't know about you guys big demolition fan yes um what was your you know like we said we go in blind so frank when this match pops up what was your like excitement level for it so <laughs> when i see smash not thrilled right because i'm not a demolition guy like them less individually right so i see smash i go okay fine let's see who's up but then it's the dragon so i'm in Cause I think that dragon shit is cool. I can't even <laughs> front. I think it's cool. Obviously, this dude doesn't need all the gimmicks and all to get over, but I do think the visuals are cool. It's the cover of the the VHS, you know what I mean? So it's just yep. it's you know it's a cool moment. So I'm hyped for the match for Dragon, but uh, Smash. I don't know. I don't know. And I think my uh, first impressions were end up being right too. I'm just mm, on Smash. How about you, John Boy? Uh, so whatever Smash's music was as a singles here was interesting. It was like this well, eerie. Sorry, go ahead. I don't think I don't think they can use that. They use that demolition music on some tapes, 
Right. And okay. sometimes they don't. So I just I was think this not a singles smash music or something? Like what was I because here's my I don't thing. know if it was piped in or if because like the Rick Derringer song, like it's on some tapes and then sometimes it's not, and I don't know why. So my thing with it is I'm pretty sure the demolition team mm -hmm. had wrapped up by then. Oh, okay. Um, and I think they were going, oh, I know they had, but um, they were going with a say clearly they wanted Smash Barry Darso to be someone. They would eventually mm -hmm. give him another gimmick. We know that. Um, so I think not to get into a tangent, I don't know if that music was real or dubbed or whatever, but I liked it. It was kind of eerie, it was kind of like yeah. Reminded me a little bit of the Don Cow stuff now. It was kind of just like this <laughs> yeah. eerie, ho ominous hum. Sounds, yeah. So anyway, um, I am not a Demolition hater, but I, I do have some love for Demolition for sure. The dragon coming out, a literal dragon. <laughs> you know, Vince goes literal with this one. And Frank says, yeah, he probably didn't need it to get over. But early on, Ricky Steamboat, 85, 86, like, Nobody had seen anything like it, the, the athleticism in the WWF. And you would get these reactions. You would hear it. As it went on, I think they felt like he needed something more to kind of mm -hmm. like push him to another level or mm -hmm. be that household name or whatever, superhero, call it what you will. So the literal mm -hmm. dragon is where they went with it. And um, I don't hate it. I I think I prefer No Frill Steamboat kind of more so. But um, I didn't really get your full opinion because. do No, I don't. I don't hate it. I was just being silly. Like yeah. that's a very um we talked earlier about like the warlord, how Frank you said like how he looked like an action figure. This was yeah. like remember, this was like peak action figure yeah. WWF Hasbro figures. Sure. Um you mentioned the tornado figure, the dragon figure. He's mm -hmm. got the whole deal. Yeah, the whole deal. Know? Yeah. So like I think this was probably that. I think Vince, you know, obviously wanted to make these toys. He wanted to make them appealing and like warlord barbarian like you think at these times some of these like costumes and stuff like the undertaker um mm -hmm. warrior obviously look like a, an action figure you know so yeah yeah i mean i'm with you john i think i probably like just freaking a dragon steamboat i think just being the best wrestler is yeah. good enough but mm -hmm. i get it it's wwf and i love wwf so like i'm here for it too you know but mm -hmm. like I always disliked. I remember when they brought in the tornado and they just called him Texas Tornado. And I was like, I was annoyed. I don't know why yeah. I was a kid, but I'm like, it's Kerry Von Eric. Like, call him. That. Yeah, and like, exactly. same thing with Steamboat. I remember thinking like, oh, that's cool. But like, it's Ricky Steamboat. Like, I didn't forget. Right. It's been like four years, you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. for every um, fan now, you know, history repeats itself. But like the people that got on Vince about shortening a name. They'll take away the first name. This is nothing new, clearly. Like Vince has been cutting out names and changing names yeah. from the jump. Yep. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's not going to be a Matt Classic, but you know, if anybody can get a good match out of Smash, who's not a bad worker, no, but like, you know, he's no Ricky Steamboat. So uh, at one point, Smash sends the dragon in. He goes after him. He hits Sternum first, falls to the ground. The dragon climbs to the top he hits that beautiful flying body press he covers him one two three your winner the dragon that's it just the dragon <laughs> just the you guys dragon. rate this one <laughs> i'll start i mean i thought it was uh like a basically a ricky steamboat showcase right here um 
not a whole lot going on. Smash was fine, but you know, just nothing special in there. Dragon hit all the classics, arm drags, hit the splash. You know, I thought it was fine. I thought it was solid. It's always cool to see the dragon. The whole entrance makes it even cooler. <laughs> I gave it four and a half out of ten. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, but I enjoyed it. I just enjoy watching the dragon at the end of the day, and I didn't think Smash did anything to hurt it, but I didn't think he helped it really yep. much at all. We're we're in line here. I'm I'm a four point seven five out of ten, so I'm a little bit higher, but pretty much the same thing. Um, I want to say they were both working hard. Like the mm-hmm. you could see that Steamboat, who was very much jacked here, um, yeah, great shape. Like I would never say Steamboat was ever winded or anything, but like he was really working hard in there and looked like kind of getting to the borderline of exhaustion. You know, they were really doing a good job working. You can't you know knock hard work. I gotta uh, mention the suplex slash almost brain busters. Oh yeah, that yeah. Smashed yeah. it to Steamboat the the dragon because it was it was this close to being a a rough landing for, for yeah. Steamboat. Um, so that that move stood out and uh, yeah, I don't think Smash was a bad worker at all. I, I think I I understand why they wanted to try to do something with him. You know, he he's a, and as far as like we saw this picture floating around demolition next to ftr and it's mind-blowing how big how big these guys were like in size you know so um smash was probably a big guy we just couldn't really see it translate Mm -hmm. so i understand why they want to do something with him so yeah 4.75 not bad it's crazy you know the size difference now of wrestlers now like because you look at these guys like on these old tapes and you know bret hart's six foot and big Bronson Reed is six feet tall, you know, like they present <laughs> this guy as like this monster. It's like Brett was a small guy back then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you know, and like, um, who's like the other one? Ridge, Ridge Holland. Sorry to cut you. Ridge Holland. Yeah. yeah. Put him Remember next to the warlord. Series? Let's see what Remember he looks Survivor like. Series. They were like the awesome, huge Ridge Holland <laughs> or whatever they said. It's like, he's a regular ass dude. Like he's yeah. my size, you know? But yeah, um, I agree. Like it's no, no surprise they wanted to keep Barry Darso around. And like, bro, after this, he went on the WCW and became like the blacktop bully. Like he was always around, you know, yeah, he yeah. always had a place. And so did Smash, you know, or I'm sorry, Axe, Bill Eadie, you know, mm-hmm. Mass Superstar. He was, you know, so he had a long career, too. But um, Demolition, I remember when they first came on, I was like annoyed because I was like, they're just fake road warriors. Yeah, but yeah, they really exactly. came into their own and did their own thing and i i enjoyed them a lot i ended up being a fan of them uh for this one i gave it a five out of ten nice we're yeah, on the so same we're all kind of yeah yeah i'm a little i'm probably the biggest demolition fan here so yeah for sure kind of makes sense from there jumping right back in next match mike mcgurk introducing the aforementioned barbarian managed by bobby the brain heenan Taking on John Boy, one of your all-time favorites. Top five, is that right? Number Top four, four okay. Brother. Jake, love Jake, man. The Snake Roberts with a new snake, Lucifer. <laughs> because, <laughs> as you guys Jake. know, Damien met an unfortunate demise at the hands of Earthquake. Big Quake, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was devastated when that happened. Yeah, man. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, my first ever wrestling t-shirt. Oh, nice. That's awesome. 
Sean so was Mooney it the one that um, on this song? Sorry, but was it the one that the girl was wearing? Uh, they zoom into this female fan when Jake comes out, and she's got the uh, it's a Jake T-shirt. Did it say DDT on it? I think no. so. Yeah, it did. Frank, that one, it's the one I had. No, I think I know what you're talking about, John. Just, she's the chick with the DDT. camera. She's got like yeah, a, yeah. a Leica camera or some yeah, awesome yeah. old school camera. And it was uh, a snake, and it's a snake DDT. wrapping around the name. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, man. I, think um, I got you a Jake shirt, didn't I? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, Is that it, green? He, no, that's black. But he's um, it's like his whole face and shoulders. Okay. It's not. It says his name on there. Mine was like black and silver. I want to say. Yeah, you had mentioned that. That was your first shirt. That's super cool. I don't know what my first shirt was. I used to like make them, like draw them. You know, uh, pit, Billy Gunn markers. Yeah, did that. <laughs> Jake Dude, coming bar, up. Uh, Barbarian's entrance walkout gear was cool. It reminded yeah. me it was like giving Malachi black vibes with the skull. Oh, with, with an- like the antlers. antlers yep. Yeah. You know, not obviously yeah. not like the fuzzy stuff, but you know, <laughs> right. but the rest, I the, when he walked out with that gear, he looks like a badass. I yeah, guarantee you that was all because of this new action figure line. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's also um, not to discredit, maybe it was all driven by the idea with action figures, but Vince's attention to detail was peak here yeah yeah like oh, yeah. everything down to the stitching and the, and maybe it wasn't vince maybe it was bruce pritchard or one of these guys like i gotta give somebody credit here because barbarian looked like a freaking actual barbarian coming out he was jacked it was yoked. oh my goodness and dude bobby coming out just looking like um like he's stepping out of the movie casino or something you know <laughs> he's got like some chains he just looks like such a g like he's i remember when the powers of pain broke up they like had um i don't know if it was like a bidding war or whatever but like they broke them up and like bobby took uh the barbarian and slick took warlord mm-hmm. and i remember just thinking like like barbarian's cool but like i don't like him with bobby like i remember it just didn't like it didn't work, work for, for me either yeah. bro it didn't it didn't um i never felt like barbarian uh was like a legit threat if that makes like I couldn't yeah. see him with Hulk or I couldn't. Uh, this is kind of more where I would see him maybe in like a mid card. But Bobby's with you. So you would think. But honestly, dude, how many world champion contenders did Bobby manage? If you think about other than Andre, like he didn't really take guys to the top. It's weird. Like because we think of Bobby no. as like a legend. But here's Paul Heyman taking Brock and yep. Roman and Punk. And I don't know. Bobby really wasn't rolling. Big show. Champs. Big show. It's yeah, true. That's right. Kurt. Kurt. Damn. He managed Kurt. So remember, because he flipped on like all three of them in like a little spin. Bobby, um, he did manage Rick Rude when he challenged for the title. Didn't that's he? true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, Dre's his only world champion, and that's not even like it is recognized. But does Flair not count? Right when Flair wins the it Rumble, I got got to count. Right. Oh right. Yeah, yeah but that's was counts. he his manager? I you know what I mean? That's what I'm like saying. His, it's like, yeah. Financial advisor. <laughs> yeah. Executive yeah. consultant or something. Yeah, something like that. We'll give it to him. We'll give yeah, it to it's him. Got, yeah, you got it, Bobby. Yeah. It doesn't matter, by the way. He's still the GOAT. Yeah. You know, like, so what does that say? I mean, Paul Heyman's got to be up there. Yeah. And Paul Heyman is pretty goddamn captivating. He is. Like, when he, he talks, I stop, man. 
that's fantasy warfare um if you ask me like it is uh, you know paul Heyman managing somebody and bobby managing, because like, all the stuff we say stuff. about heenan applies to Heyman. you know yep. what i mean like that dynamic he adds outside of the ring you could just watch Heyman the same way you could just watch bobby you know and there's yep. nobody doing that especially nowadays you mm-hmm. know back then there was other dudes that heenan competed with but paul he has it on his and own it's now. no That's there's true. no competition not like not right jimmy hart's the closest and i love jimmy hart but yeah nobody i mean even when they're commentating when it's uh gorilla and bobby and um jim neidhart like they try to go to jim neidhart and he just doesn't hit it and then bobby's like he just chimes in and he saves yeah. it you know yeah, like yeah. he's just so quick and i think for me like why I give it to Bobby, like Bobby was more what's the word I'm looking for? Like he wasn't so malicious with his words, you know? Yeah. Like Paul Heyman, I like his promos and stuff. And when he shit on Vince, I love that. Because like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could tell it was like coming from a, a real place, but yeah. Heyman's Bobby, a shooter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I just prefer like the the lightheartedness of Bobby, Moore. the character. Yeah. yeah, I can understand that. I get it. I mean, we'll talk about the brain for four hours. Well, he's involved in this match, yeah, and it's he uh, he's a big part of it. Uh, he is, and um, it's a back and forth matchup. Uh, Jake winds up, you know, the big signature clothesline. Uh, he takes him out. He ends up being tied in the ropes, though. One of uh. One of Jake's, I guess that was one of his signature deals, either tying people up or getting or tied getting up. tied up. Yeah, yeah. The referee is eventually able to get him out. Jake hits that signature DDT. That's it, right? I mean, the match is over. Unfortunately, the big man, the earthquake, makes his way out to the ring. Jake sees him. He loses focus. He grabs a snake, which makes sense. You know, he probably thinks earthquake's going to squash this one. <laughs> it kills, man. He uh, he chases Earthquake off. Barbarian is still laid out from the DDT, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. but unfortunately, the ref counts Jake out, and that's how it ends, brother. The pin, brother. He couldn't focus. He was worried put about the snake. Hand, put your hand on his chest for three seconds, and then go that's get the snake. Yeah. What do you guys I, got on this one? I like. You know, I thought this was fun enough. Barb, as cool as he looked, he just his matches you know watching barbarian in there is just rough you know what i mean and like he never i don't think he's ever looked cooler because he's so jacked here you know what i mean like it's it's insane because he actually looks tough you know what i mean it's like not like when he's in the tag team those guys look tough as well it's just something about him looking like a savage here and then you see him with jake who's also a big guy you know like long body so to see how big barbarian looked with him was cool but the match, you know, just is what it is. Jake hitting his classics, Barbarian just being a big slugger. Um, I enjoyed it. I gave it a four out of ten. But you know, again, not nothing that's gonna change your life. But it's cool to see the snake come out too. <laughs> at the end. Big boy. Yeah. He upped it. He leveled up when he got yeah. this uh this old Lucifer. Gotta deal with uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, before you before you give your rating, John, I did want to mention so. Unfortunately, Jake does lose the match, so Barbarian, more so Bobby Heenan's going to walk away with that winner's purse. Mm. But uh, Jake is left standing in the ring with the snake, and the crowd is chanting, Jake, Jake, Jake. Like, talk about over, John Boy. 
that was my note is just how over this man was and loved. And it's weird because even me as a kid, like I'm cheering for a man with a snake named Lucifer. Like where were my, <laughs> where were my, where was my father? You know? Yeah. 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 But in general, like this, whoever broke it down recently, when you watch Jake's matches, it's an art form because it's a build to that DDT. It's a build mm -hmm. to that finish. That's the whole match. And that's what the work is with Jake. Like, so when you critique his athleticism or whatever, it's just like, yeah, the way he structures his matches, I guess, is to be, be appreciated. And I really like this one. Uh, Barbarian, I'm with you. I, and I do feel like he's cool in a tag. Like, even faces of yeah. fear. They look cool. Yeah. Look cool, um, like, you know, but it's just in the powers of pain. But the single stuff, I just need less fur. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> during the match. Like, come yeah. out with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Entrance-wise, all good. But, yeah, it's like fuzzy boots, fuzzy. Yeah, get rid of the fuzz. Yeah, exactly. Just too much fuzz. Too much fuzz. I'm with you. Um, but besides that, but seeing Bobby out there interacting with Jake, like that's really the feud we're doing here, you know. And you got Earthquake uh sticking his damn nose in there. Or Earthquake, by the way, here, like 27. I know years crazy. Old. You know, I say that I just could never get behind the earthquake look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just too much of a giant baby diaper. Yeah, when you say that, it's uh, yeah, hilarious. It, just, it kills me. <laughs> so on point. It's a shame. But um because it really ruins it now for me, you know, when yeah. you say that. He's just a big baby. Um, <laughs> but with that said, five and a half out of ten. Wow, wow. No no surprise. I'm with a little partial. Yeah, yeah, Jake. I, I, look, it's Jake. And also, I didn't mind the work they were doing. Like, once again, it's it's surprising um, when you hear some Jake slander that he was just like a, just like a guy in there that could barely move around because he was doing some stuff in here. And yeah. and. Really getting the crowd invested, that's what it's all about. So five out of ten, I loved it. If the Jake haters ever like come at you, tell them to watch the blindfold match. Right. Where they don't touch each other and the crowd is in the palm of their hands. It's not we say it all the time, man. It's not about 13 moonsaults and 47 super kicks. Like if you can get the crowd invested mm -hmm. in your story, like Jake had three moves. Right. I can name three. Knee lift, that clothesline, and DDT. And guess what? I couldn't wait to see it, you know? Yeah. So he was doing something right. I um scored this a 6 out of 10. Oh, wow. I really enjoyed it. Again, on my Coliseum Classic scale, Um, I was super invested. I got to see the brain. I think the Barbarian's super cool. Um, I do like him as a single. I agree. Like he probably wasn't like I didn't ever think he was gonna win the title, mm -hmm. but um he was in like a final four of a rumble once. I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, ninety three. One of the Hogan ones. Okay. Hmm. Uh, ninety ninety one. Right. Might have been ninety or ninety one. Yeah, maybe yeah. then ninety one. Yeah, because who was ninety three? Um, that, that was, was Savage and Yoko. Really unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that man tries to bring it. Was a Hogan, it yeah. was a Hogan one. Yeah. Not a bad rumble, just a bad ending. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like Earthquake, and this is a guy that going back and I watch him, and I'm just like, damn, like this dude. I went down a like huge earthquake hole. Like I ended up watching his stuff in Japan and stuff. Yeah, you sent um, me some of that. Yeah, just like super cool, very good, very agile for his size. Um, again, not looking to change your minds. I Bret Hart, a big fan of him. John yeah, Tenson, I just fan. am uh an earthquake guy. So that being said, like seeing all those guys, um, always nice to see Jake, Barbarian, Bobby, Earthquake. We got a little story going on. I enjoyed it a whole bunch. 
From there, we go back to the golf course. Hmm. Me and Gene looking through the weeds <laughs> yeah. for the lost ball. It turns out Bob the Brain Heenan has it under his hat. <laughs> Once again, being a little weasel, cheating him. He throws it or something, you know, acts like he hits it once again. Super I just want to go on a road trip with these guys. Hit like oh my the um, Denny's and uh, Waffle Houses, <laughs> you know, just hang with these guys. Man, like, I know that's such a Mark thing to say, but like to just sit there, yeah. you know, and have like breakfast with like. That's Bobby what I want to do, bro. And Gino, like, you know, or like uh, Jesse, you know. Bring Sean like, Mooney. I got love for Sean Mooney. Do you guys, oh, yeah, are you sure. fans or not? Are, Frank, are do you? I'm indifferent. I don't have okay. like. Yeah, I could can't say I'm a fan or anything, but he doesn't bug me either. I think it's a nostalgia thing yeah. for me. We didn't mention his commentary um, either in the Jake match. And like I actually kind of like him on commentary. Like I don't mind. Oh, yeah. Play play. Uh, once again in that one, it was uh Sean Mooney and that Lord Alfred Hayes. Um yeah. Well, yeah. Uh I I like Sean Mooney for what he is. I like him as like the control center guy, and I liked him doing interviews, but like I really don't want him. It's nothing against his play-by-play, -play, yeah. but, like, look at the other options. You got Gorilla there. Yeah. Or, yeah. All right, so from there, Sean Mooney introduces a special match from London, England. This one, Vince McMahon and John Boy, once again, one of your all-time favorites. Rowdy I'm getting Brown's spoiled here. On commentary, I believe this was Mel Phillips introducing these guys is that correct is that his name um i think i know his voice but i don't know his name i think it's mel phillips okay if you google mel phillips you can see what he looks like um if it's not correct us in the comments or call us idiots mm -hmm. i don't care uh this one is one of john's favorites here Reg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, yeah. Taking on Haku in a, uh, this is a no frills matchup here, guys. We know what we're getting into here. This is going to be, uh, a lot of ground action. A young referee, Mike Kyoto. I was going to ask you if that was Kyoto. Yeah. One of my all time favorite refs. I, uh, he had a very long career with the WWF slash E. He got a little mullet going on. Little weird here because the hammer's working as a baby face. Yeah, which yeah, was always strange to me. He's just yeah. such a natural bad guy. Um, very ground-based match. Mm -hmm. Lots of chops. Uh, what do you guys got on this one, Frank? What was your excitement level for this so, match dude, in London, England? I'm borderline a, ha a Greg the Hammer mark. You know what nice. I mean? So it's like it's borderline for me. Obviously, you know what you're like. Like you said, you know what you're getting into. You know, you know it's going to be a slower pace. You know, there's going to be submissions and chops and all that type of thing. Haku also like he's one of those guys like I like, I respect. You know, but like doesn't excite me. Uh, there's not been a Haku match that got gets me excited. <laughs> you know, so but that said, I'm a, I'm like a little bit of a mark for Greg the Hammer Valentine. I don't know. I met him. He was super cool. You know, that always affects how you look at guys from then on. So he was super friendly to me, actually. And um, yeah, I, I, I like the match. I'm not going <laughs> to overrate it or anything yeah. like that. Haku is what he is. The hammer is what he is. The, it, the pace is pretty slow. You know, they get a decent amount of time. 
But it's funny seeing the hammer as a baby face and mm-hmm. him hawking out of moves in the crowd. Yeah. Crowd going semi crazy, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say they go wild, mm-hmm. but him having these moments and these sunset flips and all this type of stuff, you know, just to see the hammer doing it and getting the reaction, it's it's pretty funny. And yeah, I had a good time to be honest. Cool. Yeah, I actually hearing um, Vince and Piper, I'm in. I'm I'm pretty pumped. I said I'm Hammer's growing on me for what he was. Like I understand this is actually strong style for this era almost borderline yeah. for a WWF. Like these guys are laying it in like you said the chops are lethal. Haku, it's got the nice colorful gear. Um almost looks like he should be the baby face, but he's a killer in there. Young Mike Yoda you mentioned. I actually didn't hate this match at all. I think Good. for the pace you know, for what they were doing and hammer. Yeah. We might not have bought him as a face, but um, the crowd really got behind him when he was like in the <laughs> chin lock and he's like, how kind of hulking up a little <laughs> bit. So they did solid work in there. Um, I was kind of into it. Surprising. Yeah. I just think his style is such a heel style. Yeah. Um, because like you guys mentioned, you know, um, the slower style, he's not going to. And Greg Valentine talked about this in a shoot interview. Like he always thought, that wrestling should be portrayed as a fight. Mm-hmm, and yeah. he said, like, if I'm in a fight, I'm not going to jump on a rope. And yeah. like, and like, that makes sense to me. You I know? Like it, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's his old school mentality. And, um, hammers another guy that like, as I get older, I just enjoy more and more. I've gone back and watched, um, his mid Atlantic stuff, you know, when Ric Flair was his like sidekick, you know, like Valentine yeah. was that dude back then. So, um his stuff with wahoo mcdaniel super cool um i like the hammer dude i think he's cool you know we're not gonna get this classic out of these two guys um haku i'm with you frank like i respect the dude Mm -hmm. he's a tough ass dude Mm -hmm. i won't say anything bad about him because he would blow on me and i'd fall over (sighs) but he's just not a guy that like when i say i'm like oh cool a haku match yeah, you know, I just never, never. I think his coolest thing was was the uh, faces of fear for me. Yeah, like him and Barbarian together. I thought that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, very ground based match. The end comes when Haku sends him into the ropes. The hammer with the sunset flip. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, and what I thought was an upset. Were you guys shocked? Me, I thought it was an upset too. Yeah. I, I never anticipated Hammer winning, to be mm-hmm. honest, if I see any of these videos, especially this time. So, especially yeah, no, this time. Yeah. yeah. Was this after King Haku, John Boy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, okay. what was as well after King Haku. This is, um, interesting because we just talked about the Hammer playing the Red Knight in that Survivor Series match and the how Blue Knight. I'm sorry, Blue Knight. And yeah. how um, kind of like he was a little bit more swole, a little bit more out of shape, yeah. maybe here, here. He was still in pretty decent he looked shape. good here. Yeah. He always he, had that yeah. like pot belly, but like right. he had the yeah. traps going on. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. oh, he, he looked good. Um, It was interesting. Some of the things in this match, like Piper was kind of like partial, like calling him Gregory. Come on, Gregory. And it's like, <laughs> you think these dudes were involved in the most wicked dog collar match. Yeah. How about you know, that? eight or nine years earlier? Um. Yeah, Piper was, was very positive, Pete energy. He was. Positive Piper. Positive Piper energy. Um, so that was kind of an interesting dynamic hearing Vince on there. Um, I'll just give you my rating. I enjoyed it for some wild reason, maybe because I just don't remember it whatsoever. And the soundtrack again, was Vince. Too. 
once again, you give me these weird pairings, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and you give me a shocking finish. Right. Nobody saw that coming. You get a baby face, Greg. You know, it's just all different and different. Sometimes good when we watch this stuff. Anyway, five and a quarter out of ten. Nice. Enjoyed it. You know, it was a fun match. I'll go my grade there, real Frank. quick. Let um, me let me yeah. go. We'll and we'll save you for last because you're the biggest yeah. Greg Valentine fan. Uh, yeah, I don't let's know. see if you are. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because I gave this one a solid five out of ten. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, me and you are on the same page. I gave it okay. a five out of ten. Oh, look at that. All right, we're all about we're all about the same. We're all in sync look at here. Jo- look at John. Boy. The big look hammer at John I'm Boy growing. I'm growing. <laughs> I'm it's evolving. Because, it's all because I told you his wife is. That is John it. Cash is a goddaughter. And from there, it's like. The I'm influenced, bro. Yep. Do you remember, by the way, when they started calling him the hammer? Just the hammer. Once again, Just the hammer. Once it's, again. Ha- it's ridiculous. I was like, what are we doing, man? He's a walking hammer. At least yeah, like, <laughs> he looks like it. It's a literal. He hammer. Does though, right? <laughs> I loved his big uh, wind up elbow in this one. Yeah. Yeah. That like they presented as like a lethal ass move. I thought that was cool. I want to mention really quick, I found out yeah. that this was actually taken from UK Rampage 91, which is a separate Coliseum okay, video. Okay, that's the one. This is in London, and it's just okay. weird. You know, they just literally just took another. Why? Why Why even put it on here? It's just yeah, strange. Yeah, weird. <laughs> well, it's like the other ones we talked about when they're putting like WrestleMania matches on. What? That's hey, why... I'm thankful that we didn't get any of those, though. Me too. And like, as I go through this tape, that's why I had to kind of like really look at my rating system because like. Okay, you're not giving me WrestleMania matches, mm-hmm. so like I have to base this on what it is, you know. And like mm-hmm. so far through this tape, I'm having a great time. Yeah, there's some weird matchups, you know. Um, speaking of weird matchups, we're gonna jump yeah. right into the next match. Talk about a weird matchup. Howard Finkel introduces us to the two tag teams that are gonna be participating here. It's Power and Glory, managed by Slick. Yeah. Taking on the Orient Express with Mr. Fuji. Two heel tag teams, which was something we rarely saw, especially in the WWF. Um, Sean Mooney, Lord Alfred Hayes. Our first appearance by referee Tim White on this one, who also had a very long uh, career, known for his uh, his Andre ties, Andre the Giant's little buddy. Um Let's get into this one. I thought I'll start with just my excitement level for this. I was like, this is cool. Like, this is a cool, once again, little weird matchup. Two bad guy teams. Like, how's the crowd going to react? You could kind of tell because, like, it's 1991. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a foreign team, quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're probably going to get booed. Um, For those that don't know, the Orient Express here, it's Kato and Tanaka. Kato, uh, Paul Diamond under the mask. They wrestled as bad company in the AWA. So they had great chemistry, you know, instantly. Um, he mentioned, um, sorry. Real quick, John yeah, Boyd. Yeah, no, it's Kato, not Kato. Or, yeah, yeah Kato. Like Lord, mm, Lord Alfred. Alfred. That's the accent coming out. Continuously called him what do you got john boy i was gonna say because you mentioned uh on our survivor series 93 episode bad company bruce hart and yeah but it's a lot of bad company i know it was a popular band rock in there yeah uh, but is that what they were doing uh, there i 
I guess, but they were in fact both called Bad Company. Funny. Ten from six, baby. I had that album. So that's iconic. Um, yeah, man, this is cool with the two heels. I guess it's cool. It's different. Here we go again. We get our young Tim White. This is just a medley of unexpected, different type of stuff. And I'm kind of into it. You know, I'm not a big fan of Orient Express. They were on the bottom of my, you know, list when I was a kid, especially. Um, I'm not a fan of anyone that wrestles barefoot. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know where you stand on that, Frank. The Von Erics, I mean, or uh, one of the Von Erics at least, right? Was Cabin. barefoot. Yeah. Cabin. Yeah. 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 No, but I'm with you. It just it feels awkward. You know, like I, I feel like I'm worried about people <laughs> stepping on their toes most of the matchup. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's funny. Toes, yeah. Mine, right? It's funny that you say that, John, because you met my buddy Jay. He likes barefoot wrestlers. So weird. Yeah, isn't that strange? At like, one point, um, Tanaka does like a kind of a backflip over Paul Roma. And he, he lands on the like the front of his feet. It looks like he breaks his toes, but he keeps rocking. Like it's just yeah. it's dangerous out there wrestling. He's a barefoot. pro, bud. And it's man. like so gross. Yeah, yeah right. Like For sure. On that arena floor, especially back then. Yeah, like, walking down that aisle, stepping oh on the uh, and like, yeah, like who knows too? Like back in the day when like heels would get heat like that, you don't know what the hell's gonna happen if they're gonna break a bottle yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, um, that was a bad you weren't a fan of the Orient Express, but did you at least prefer this version over like Sato and Tanaka? Yes, I did. Because Sato always looked just old and like he didn't mm -hmm. look tough, you know, like no. I must felt bad. Like they were Kato man. looked Kato looked Kato. like a threat. In here. He was Jack, too, by yeah, the he way. He was Jack. Shout yeah. out to Paul Diamond here. Yeah, he huge. Was in really good shape. And so are Power and Glory. Once again, man, Romeo Roma. Coming in here, he's jacked. He's, he's giving us doing... a heat check here. As far as our star of the tape, he's doing a little heat check. Like, he, he's making you think about him at this point. You know, once again, he does the deal where he jumps on the rope, the second rope, and then climbs up. The crowd was getting behind uh, Power and Glory here, too. Um, I mean, their finisher was awesome. Like, great. unfortunately, we didn't get to see it here. Spoilers. But that, what they call it, the powerplex? Yeah. What's that, that was just... Yeah, yes. That was just so awesome. And like FTR does it, but it's not even close, dude. Like Power and Glories was like perfect timing. It was so cool. And like, what if it, I always thought like it's weird they never did anything with them to me? Like, because you know, like I thought they were super cool. I thought they were both jacked up dudes. Like they had a look, you know, like you mentioned, like the matching, um, pants i think they did wrestle in shorts at one point didn't they yeah yeah they did early on and it just said like power and glory on the back or whatever yeah but i don't know i was, I was always surprised that like they never this was actually know, the last of the uh run for them because paul roma was out in uh october of this year 91 and it, i think this was taped let's just say may or something so this was mm -hmm. towards the end of their run and this was it yeah it makes sense and hercules leaves too you know, I he ends up going to WCW um under a mask as like the super invader or something mm -hmm. like that, which was uh mm. weird, but you could tell it was him. He was you know, Herc had a very distinctive uh body type. The managers get involved, uh Fuji interferes, Slick ends up pulling the rope down, you know, so uh I think Kato 
mm-hmm. falls over the top rope. Um, it gets to be, uh, you know, they all end up outside and it mm-hmm. ends up being a double count out. The ref just doesn't know. He can't keep control of this match. Yeah, Tim White, a young Tim. A yeah, young Tim White. He's still learning how to keep control. order. Yeah. yeah, a lot of lot of stuff going on here. Um, but in the match, I mean, I enjoyed it. Do you guys have anything on the match? Anybody uh any spots or anything? I want to say you guys were way more pumped for this matchup than I was. It's, pro- <laughs> it's probably my least anticipated so far like oh wow when i I look at the show even though the rockers and the the nasties matchup i just didn't like a lot of the dudes at least i understood where they were coming from or this matchup i was just like it was just two teams i was not i I couldn't care less about you know what i mean on this tape at least you know so like i just found myself watching it like yeah it's fine but i just there was nothing that could get me excited about so i did want to say that going into these uh ratings no, that's fair. I'm actually with you. Like I said, I'm not a big Orient Express guy. I love. I'm, I have a lot of love for Power and Glory, but um, it's random. It's random in a good way, and also maybe not so much with the two heels. I'll just give it to you straight. Bret Hart, four out of ten, coming your way. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a generous you know score for a double that is generous, tag yeah. match. But um, I'm just in a good mood with this tape. You know, I'm yeah. feeling it. You were generous. I gave it a three out of ten. Okay. You know, it's not like offensive or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's just, it is what it is. I didn't care for it. About everything Are you a Slick it, fan, just, though? Not, you know, I'm not an overboard Slick fan. I think he's funny, you know, but I don't know how great of a manager he is. But yeah. Right. We talked about that. He's not a very good manager, usually, like in terms of his uh, helping his, his best rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys. I guess I am the positive Pete group because uh, John, you gave it a four out of 10. Yeah. Bright heart special. And Frank, you gave it a three out of 10. Yeah. Combine those scores. What? And that's what I gave this match. That's Seven geez. out of 10. That's loved funny. it. Loved the weird matchup. Paul Roma, man. <laughs> Paul Roma in this match. I'm telling you, he hit, mm-hmm. he got my attention. I thought I'll tell you he what was... he does like a, uh, he jumps off the top. For, I guess it's like a sm- he smashes him with an elbow or something like that, like a forearm. Mm-hmm. But he's so far away. I forget who it was. If it's Tanaka, so far away. And I was like, there's no way Roma's jumping. And he does it. He does the leap. He leaves across the whole. He was ring. agile, dude. Agile. Yeah. And Even also does the the, uh, the world's greatest tag team leapfrog over the. I think the Orn Express did this. Actually. The Orn Express did it. Yep. That was cool. Super well done, too. And like safely. Yeah. You know, Paul Diamond drops him just at the right time. But. I thought the same thing. Like, it's 91. You yeah. know, like, we weren't really doing that then. The Midnight wow, Express. So, can we just talk about your rating now? Your rating. Your, your, like, your positive, Pete, to seven out of 10. Yeah. You got me through. What are we through here? One, two, three, four, six. Five. Match six. Six. Eight. Oh. Seven. This is the eighth match. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm cheesing. Mm. I'm having a great time. Really? Here's the thing, too. I never saw this tape. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I'm... And once again, on this Calcium Classics uh, grading system that I'm doing, I want these weird matchups, and I want just fun. And, like, this was fun for me. Two bad guy tag teams. It wasn't a thing that happened often. Right. You know, seeing how the crowd's going to react. The crowd was into it. Stand up cheering for power and glory. I am a huge power and glory and fan. I always thought they were super cool. 
I remember like when they first formed like their outfits, they had like the white gloves. Like this is the nineties, dude. Like I was like, I was so excited. So I had a lot of fun with it. Seven out of 10. I respect it. I respect it. I don't know if I understand it, but I respect it. That's all that matters. I'm an enigma. (laughs) Back to the golf course briefly. Then we head to another one of these we we talk about all the time this is what we want we want these we want these segments where we step away from the ring for a little bit for this one frank it's at home with paul bear what was your excitement level for this one you know i didn't know what to expect honestly because i don't think of paul bear in like these long behind the scenes segments you know what i mean where he's talking so much that's not how i remember him mm-hmm. so with the c this whole deal obviously i was excited because it seems like takers somewhere about you know what i mean <laughs> so, like, that's what i wanted to see but it's funny to me like all the weird like jokes the drinks the bodies coming out of the closet <laughs> all that type of stuff you know like it made me laugh to see to see paul bear in this uh form you know so i was i was into it so john boy you had seen this tape right so, like I said in the beginning, I remember rewinding that part where Mr. Perfect says the curse word. But when you're a kid, like I, I probably didn't get through this whole tape because I had no memories of this segment. Okay. And, oh, and cool. I, so I just loved it. I mean, this is right up my alley. I'm <laughs> such a nerd for these off-site character building things. This could be done nowadays. And you cannot make it as campy, and it's so effective. You know what I'm saying? They're doing the devil thing now in AEW. Stuff like this could really help build character and and tell me what the hell's going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it over, but um... it's it's definitely like a different time because it is super hokey. Mm-hmm. But like I'm with you, like I was all in on this, and it's like, what are we gonna expect, Frank? You mentioned like long segments, and that's the that's the key. It wasn't too long, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he hit all his little things. Mm-hmm. We find out we're gonna get a tour of Paul Bearer's home. Uh, like you mentioned, Frank, there's a dead person like yeah. falls out of the closet. Uh <laughs> yeah. he has a throne yeah. sort of chair, which was probably from like you know, one time that they crowned one of these kings. Uh there's bottles of blood. He says mm-hmm. he's gonna fin he's gonna fix himself a drink. A bloody Mary, and then maybe I'll have a bloody John or a bloody, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. So like that was funny. Again, very like on the nose, like pun stuff, yeah. you know. Um he has a picture of the Undertaker <laughs> framed on his bookcase, which was Full great. WWF um, promo eight by ten. He says he he built his own uh homemade guillotine, which we see. Yeah. There's a dead body just sitting in his just- living room. Yeah. He says he has to bring his work home sometimes. Um, again, one of these segments where I'm just smiling the whole time. I'm laughing out loud. You know, Paul Bearer, you know, rest in peace, obviously. Uh, legend in the sport, Percy Pringle. Um, super fun segment. Uh, on the nose, like I said, with the little punts. I was shocked we didn't get to see The Undertaker, John Boy. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's Paul's house. If they were together, I mean... We would find out later that that's his son, right? So yeah. but at this point, we didn't know that, that they weren't yeah. living together as father and son. But um, 
No, it was cool, man. The setting and just like the set design. It's not the best, but it's just it's effective it's just, enough. It's effective. Yeah. It yeah. helps. It helps. This is what I look for on these tapes. Just this really random stuff. And um I loved it. I don't know if we're rating this segment, but <laughs> I am absolutely rating this segment. Okay. You guys can feel free to not to if you'd like. Um, Frank, I was kind of waiting for like him to maybe like step in the back and like takers in the shed like yeah like that's, that's what i cool. was hoping that'd be cool yeah you know what i mean but uh you know we didn't get that but we still get takers so like that's cool you know what i mean but yeah. like uh yeah no i thought the segment was uh kind of spot on i didn't i didn't, I never yeah. thought of i he always he always annoyed me paul bear oh, me too wow. dude yeah, no, like, me thought, too oh wow i thought yeah. he made sense with the guys that you saw him with and like i didn't have like a problem but like to me i was always like i don't really want to hear you too much mm. you know what i mean like he weirded me out as a kid as well so i was you the know, same like, way like, surprise surprise so um now i can get it a little bit more it's not yeah, as annoying yeah. i just yeah. I, I wouldn't say annoying but um i know what you mean mm-hmm. with that said um i gave this segment a 7.75 out of 10 because of the effort, because of what they're trying to do here. And Hey man, Taker was just becoming, you know, the biggest deal. So it wasn't like uh, he was a made man, so to speak. They were still building his character. Mm-hmm. The guillotine was phenomenal. I mean, who, you know, I'm sure Frank has one in his house, but yeah, besides yeah. him, <laughs> not many people. Yeah. Oh, cool stuff. No, I'm with you, you too. Like I'll give it like a seven out of 10 segment. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's very good. It highlights him. Well, yeah, it's to the point, of, <laughs> you know, and it leads into like the our main event of the tape. Yeah, I love this music too. The um, original Taker music. All right, like, hold on, pal. Let's sorry. not skip ahead. Mm-hmm. We gotta still talk about this segment. I have yet to rate this thing. My bad. I'll tell you this: you give me the Undertaker here, out back. Oh like, yeah, with some smoke, mm-hmm. like sawing or like building a casket. This is getting a ten for me. Like. Yeah. For sure. This yeah. was oh, so yeah, yeah. good to me. Um, I rated it a seven out of ten. You give me the take man at the end, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all in on this. I thought it was super duper fun, super duper cool. Um, we are going to head back for our main event, like you guys jumped ahead on. Sean Mooney and Lord Alfred Hayes, the unknown announcer that introduces him, them. Do you know this guy? uh do you i don't i i do not know him i did research and i can not find this man's name and i liked him too because he had a weird way of announcing he said here comes the ultimate warrior he said here <laughs> comes when he introduced him mm-hmm. and i thought it was super cool anyway here we are main event time the undertaker taking on the ultimate warrior undertaker accompanied Huge. by yeah. Paul Bearer, Joey Morella, referee, and I have it right here, John Boy, Undertaker's music. Go for it. It's just the, uh, what would you say, that the accordion sounds, the uh, I love it. traditional. Organ. It's the most organ. Thank you, yeah, sorry. The accordion, not the accordion. That's a funky. Uh, yeah, that would be a weird uh, theme song for Taker. <laughs> organ <laughs> sound. <laughs> no, the, the, yeah, I think this is the polka. most effective, right? <laughs> little banjo. But I like this because um, it's the most like you could add all the light or the thunder sounds you want and all that. But this is the most eerie to me. It's the Absolutely. most. It's really chilling in a weird way. And um, he man, take her walking down as ominous as he was. So when I was a kid, I was scared of Taker, yep. no doubt. 
And when I was 14 years old, I was legit kind of scared of Kane. They got <laughs> me twice, this family. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but this taker here was the most petrifying for me. Like I'm I, with you, dude. I have it like here in my notes. This is like this music just fit him so perfectly. He was still like shambling. Everything was very methodical. Mm -hmm. Like as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is probably my favorite Undertaker. Is mine as well. Like this guy that like just he was like a horror movie villain. Like, you know, Michael Myers, like just like taking his time, you know, stalking his prey. Like everything had a purpose, you know. Um, I think back in the day I was like, it's too slow. And I didn't like <laughs> right. how he would like choke all the time. For which all we do for see, hours, it like. there's a 47 hour like face grip on the ultimate right. version yeah, yeah, this yeah, match. Yeah. But like this version of The Undertaker might be my favorite. And like this is the one, like I went at, out for Halloween as The Undertaker. And like this was the time, you know, like yeah. at this time. And like I just, Frank, I know you're like a big horror guy. Like, yeah. what do you think of like this incarnation of The Take Man? No, it's definitely cool. Like when he came out, I was like, oh, I hope he's still like zombie taker. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, like with that energy. And like you definitely get that. And I love this look of him too, with like the black, the, the gray gloves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. he, I even like it when it was purple, but yeah. like this gray look is like the most iconic with the sort of tattered shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like no, I'm I'm a super into it. My only critique, if I'm gonna tell the Undertaker how to do the best gimmick of all time, is just like too much going to the uh to the urn you know what mm. i mean and like i know that's how he how it was but there's a couple mm. times where he's like instinctively trying to reach for the urn and he looks almost silly like reaching for like reaching over to pose at the urn and then comes back but other than that i agree this is a cool cool taker cool version of the taker like the gimmick fully on board here and eventually yep. he just becomes like a gothic dude you know what yeah. I mean? who's, who's cool but like this is still full-on zombie mode so i'm into it you mentioned like the tattered shoulders, like for comic book fans, that always gave me like Solomon Grundy mm -hmm. vibes, yeah, like with the gray the, and black. Yeah, exactly. Like the dead man, like aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, man, super cool. And like, what an interesting contrast of styles. Cause like, here's the Undertaker, this ominous, methodical being. And then here comes the Ultimate Warrior 100 MPH, you know, <laughs> runs right ahead. in. And, yeah, and we're off to the races, like, immediately runs yeah, in the ring. And, the like, ropes. Yeah, right. just jumps them, and here we go. Like, it's a, it's a really interesting contrast, and, like, this is, like, a really good, almost, like, the perfect example, if you're going to show these characters at this time. Like, this is The Undertaker. And this is the ultimate warrior. And I thought that their contrasting styles made for like a super fun match for me. Taker, yeah. you know, or I'm sorry, ultimate warrior. Like you mentioned, it's 91. He's got the neon going on the neon green John boy. So like, obviously, like I said, we're coming into these blind. When I saw this, this matchup, especially at this time, I was like, let's go. Like, this yeah. is a main event, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. here for this is the main event of a tape that we've been wanting. And one more thing on the take, man. So it's interesting. We think this is the coolest character or one of the like coolest incarnations because he's still got like the reddish hair. You yeah. know, he's not like the black hair dyed yet. And he's also no tats. Nope. Nope. No tats. And what's cool is like, 
they say like, oh, it was hard to get tattoos and, and when you were a wrestler, like the tats, when he got tatted up, it fit the gimmick so well with him. Like it, mm-hmm. it almost enhanced it, I think. Or do you, I was going to say, do you guys think he looks cooler without the tats or do you have a preference? It makes more sense to me without the tattoos. Like if we're being, if he's dead. Yeah. If he's, he's a dead dead. guy. Got him down. Yeah. Like, or just like, imagine just going out over months and years of your life, just getting different tattoos, the, the dead man, you know, but I do like, I'm, I'm a sucker for anybody with tattoos, especially as I was growing up, you know? So, uh, I've always enjoyed the tattoo look as well, but I think this works better. if We're going to make sense of this dead man character, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the gray and all that. Anyway, I wanted to say that, that, that it's, um, real quick on the tattoos. Like it's before your time, Frank, cause you weren't watching them, but John, do you remember when he got his first tattoo? Yeah. He mentioned it. Was it a forearm? Because I thought he I says that, yeah. it is. He says, just like the Grim Reaper that has appeared on my mm-hmm. arm. Like he mentions it. It's, it's, it's on was, brand for this character, yeah. though. Like I it's funny how you just legit like triggered that memory. That's funny, me. man. I don't even and remember did, who he I was a good that. guy by then when that happened, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I feel like crazy. he might have been in the purple by then, but maybe I gotta look and see. Um because I swore he might have had one, but that's crazy. I think um, it's crazy because his character, like for the Grim Reaper to be his first tat, is is part of the gimmick. But then he ends mm-hmm. up going all in, and it just mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. So, but they all—I mean, besides the stupid sour on his neck—they were all kind of like spooky tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He ended up getting like skulls and like all that yeah. shit on them. So, yeah. But anyway, this the key contrast, like you said, this feels like a main event of a tape. We'll talk about the the action in the ring, but as far as the characters here and this stuff also like centered around a lot of the vignettes. Do you remember when Jake was training the warrior mm-hmm. to learn how to do the dark side and he ends up locking them in that room with all yep. the snakes? And I just, yep. that's like my some of my favorite stuff ever. But it was a weird thing because we never got like the feud of warrior nope. and taker. But it this... was it led into this, which was weird, you know, right. Like, all that cool character work and then i'll tell you what like these two together i dig this pairing me too i i don't even know like why you know it's not going to be this like classic but this Mm. is this is wwf this is sports entertainment like personified these are two awesome characters like i mentioned the contrast maybe that's what it is like the you know because in the match even like i said uh warrior rushes in Taker eventually slows his ass down. He gets him in the big face vice. Like you mentioned, Frank, he's like reaching for the urn, not even looking at warrior. (laughs) Yeah. He had him in that move for 47 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's so long. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually um, warrior does break Mm -hmm. out of it, you know, goes off again, like super fast. Taker um, slows it down again. Warriors able to fire back. Uh, I love the selling by the Undertaker in this. Like, once again, that like horror movie villain, man. Like, just keep coming. He back. gets hit and he like looks and like the methodical stuff. Um, I just think Michael Myers all the time with this yeah. old school Undertaker. Uh, after the Warriors flurry, Taker picks him up, plants him with a very ginger tombstone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even come close to his head hitting because uh, he's a pro. And uh, Taker, he takes a little too much time. 
and the warrior man kicks out of the tombstone pile driver uh warrior begins to fire up he starts shaking the ropes unfortunately the cameraman misses paul bear throwing the urn into the ring to the undertaker so i don't know if he rolled it into him or if he threw it but the the cameraman missed it you just see the undertaker ends up with the urn nails the warrior man in the back of the head the referee has no choice right it's out of his hands the bell rings there's still no decision at this point um paul bear pulls out the body bag they start loading warrior into the body bag he feels the power of the warriors he's able to break out he sends the taker over the top with the big clothesline perfect landing by the undertaker once again that horror movie deal where you know he gets hit and he keeps going finally they announce the winner after all this nonsense. It's a DQ victory for the Ultimate Warrior. Give me your thoughts on this match, boys. I wanted to say you at the finish when Warrior clotheslines him out of the ring, you know, when everything's said and done. Undertaker's still going after him like the zombie he is, and Paul <laughs> Bear grabs him by his hair, like yanks yep. him back by his hair so hard, you know, to keep him out of the ring, and it was just... He did that a lot, man. Yeah, it's just the hair all hard. You know, it's just so brutal because he's like he's like already up onto the ring apron, you know, and he's getting yanked back by his hair, and then he uses the urn to walk away. I just thought that was a cool moment. Um, this thing felt like a main event, and it got me excited when I see who the guys are. You know, when yeah. I saw Taker, I was happy because we didn't get him in the Paul Bearer segment, so I was happy to see him come out. So I was like, okay, cool. At least I'm going to get him in a match, and then to see Warrior Man come out, and I'm not a warrior guy. I'm a warrior hater, if anything. But I, you know, you understand who he is, especially at the time, you know, and to see Warrior Ultimate Warrior versus this version of Undertaker in the matchup was, you know, it felt cool. It felt big time. The match is what it is. You know, I had a lot of fun with it, but obviously it's not my style of wrestling. I think uh, Ultimate Warrior is the shits. You know what I mean? Like he's brutal. I don't, I don't, I get it because he looks so cool. But like when I see Kerry Von Eric and then I see like Ultimate Warrior, it's like, man. You know, it's almost like if you would have reversed two guys, the warrior character could have been way cooler to me. I don't know. But, you know, the warrior added what he did to the character with his. Right. It is too hard to say. I'm just saying there's a top guy, you know, in terms of like how they look. Give me carry over warrior every day because at least in the ring, it's a little more entertaining for me. But Mm -hmm. it felt like a big matchup. It was fun. I love this taker. So, you know, I was into it mostly. John Boy, I know you got plenty of thoughts on this one. I do. I like I said a lot of it as far as their interaction with the Jake stuff and the dark side and it, it, it for this to be the culmination, so to speak. I don't know, like if this was it, but um, I know they danced a lot with this warrior in the body bag stuff on superstars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this is a dream match sort of thing. Like this is like a fantasy match, um, especially with this version of Taker and Warrior. It's just such a shame they didn't have it on a big stage with the proper sort of i guess finish or whatever you want to call it with the proper ending of a story but for what it is let's just call it like a um a chapter in their feud that could have been like Mm because it just ended in a count out or i'm sorry disqualification so you know i was sort of disappointed but at the same time it's part of the, the story it was part of what they were trying to do here and i didn't i didn't have any problems with the ending the match is what it is. The, it's the plotting taker versus, you know, the warrior who's not the best, I guess, 
in that ring in terms of selling and, and he's a little awkward and clunky. He's kind of got some of that Cena stuff where he don't really look like a natural yeah. wrestler, so to speak. But um, despite that, it's the characters. It's the whole thing. I liked it. I don't know if you guys want to rate it, but I, I did really like this. That's a great point that I didn't think of because I enjoyed the match so much. Like if we would have gotten this match at like a WrestleMania, like with all the bells and whistles with Vince, yeah. like really focus on it. They could have done some really cool stuff. Probably, you know, it's too bad, but um, still, I mean, I, I enjoyed, like we said, like this was a main event, you yeah. know, yeah. like, cause we've watched some of these and it ends up being like the natural disasters in the main event. And like this one, we had the nice little Paul bear segment. And then we have two hall of famers, first ballot, icons i mean icons mm -hmm. these are household names these two and to think like the longevity that the taker had you know yeah. like he just retired Crazy like man. a few years ago you know like think about that he this just wrestled 91. aj styles <laughs> right like it's just insane and like when again when you watch these 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 old tapes man you're like damn like taker is one of my favorites like oh, if yeah. i can get a catalog Taker's one of my favorites. Like, I was this dude for Halloween. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you forget, like, I think just, or maybe you take these guys for granted because he was around for, I don't know, 30 years or whatever he was around for. But I was super into this match. Um, I'll give my rating and you guys can. We're, we're going to end on a lower note because my rating's the highest. I guarantee you that. Yeah. I love this match. Super exciting to see it. Super exciting for how it unfolded too. The mm -hmm. the finish, I don't care because right. like it's the story. Um, you know, and I don't want the Undertaker to lose clean to the Ultimate Warrior. Right. You no, know? I like that they gave me that. So back then you might have wanted that, but I hear what you're saying now. Now, dude, I love the Undertaker, man. Oh, when nice I was a kid. Like when he first came, I thought it was weird because I knew who he was. Mm -hmm. Like I knew it was Mean Mark. Oh, okay. But like once he started doing his thing, I'm like, this is awesome, you know, mm -hmm. like demolition, you know, like Road Warrior ripoffs. But like they did their own thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, final match, main event of the card, super fun tape, eight out of ten for me. Ooh. Ultimate Warrior versus Undertaker, absolutely loved it. Frank, what do you got? I am not as generous. But I did enjoy it. It's my second highest rated match of the night. I gave it a five and a half out of ten. All right. You know, I thought it was cool seeing the guys in there. It is what it is. I'm a guy who likes a little more out of a match than they gave you. You know what I mean? But that said, it's still fun. Um, seeing these guys interact at this time, you know, it's always cool. It's it's rare that you're gonna see uh not that it's rare that you're gonna see undertaker like this you know but it's like he has so many you know iterations of this character you know to see him it's in in the main event scene like this it's cool to see um yes i was into it five out of five uh 5.5 out of 10 so like 5.5 out of 10 did you do did you at least think it was like main event worthy yeah sure yeah you know okay. what i mean it's like, time, like, said. like everything though the endings for me mm -hmm. kind of it, it takes stuff down you know if mm -hmm. we get a clean finish but i understand you know we're not going to I was wondering going into it, I was like, this isn't going to end clean because there's no way Taker's getting just pinned here. 
you know what I mean? Warriors untouchable. So it's sort of like, we got what we got, but you know, a clean finish, maybe it elevates it into the high sixes, low sevens, you know what I mean? Just because of the scope of the matchup and the people in it. But yeah, that said, it's still fun. I was surprised he even popped the tombstone. Yeah, tombstone. Yeah, I know. You know, like, because that was pretty protected. You yeah, know, I was then. wondering when I saw it happen, I was like, what's going to happen with this tombstone here? And he just I thought it. he would just get out of it or something. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean, John Boy? Feet on the ropes or something. Um, So we did our all-time GOATs episode number 50, I think it was. I had the taker man number three. I don't think there's many better than him. In fact, it was just Brett. Uh, should be fucking Bret Hart. It was <laughs> Hulk Hogan. See that Freudian slip? It was Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin. But the take man is there. He's like one of the goats. Sorry, you're putting him out there. And we did our favorite wrestlers of all time list. Duke, I think you and I both had him in our top 10. I had him at number seven, just behind one Kevin Nash. Diesel. He didn't He didn't make my top 10. Uh, would, you might but restructure was, it if we did it. He was... It's it's hard, man. Like I said, the warrior man might make it in the top 10. You know, it depends. It's it's hard, man, because like I'll tell you, you know, like I said, when I'm watching this, I'm like, damn, like I really loved him at one point. Yeah. Well, with that said, I'm talking to Taker up because I'm so invested in what he does in this era, especially. And then the warrior, we started talking about it. And like you said, if they had a proper feud at a WrestleMania or something, what they could have done. And maybe that's another WrestleMania match. We we check for warrior and say, oh, like that's a classic match because warriors got one with Hogan. He's got one with Savage. If he had one with Taker. And then you think about the stuff he did with Rude, which is kind of like underrated. And like, I know warrior gets a lot of crap, but um, I think he's had some really memorable matches, like some some really good rewatchable stuff despite you know who he is um so with all that said i'm with you guys though well with you duke more so i'm 7.75 out of 10 nice i was high on it for the eye candy this is my this is my wheelhouse i love it and i wish for more i wish for more of a finish i did realize they had what's called a body bag match uh, it was an MS, MSG network. You could find this on, on Peacock, I think, maybe. It, take uh, Warrior managed to get Taker into a body bag and won. So mm. there was a clean win for this feud, a happy ending, if you will. So we got to seek that out and see if we could find it. But um, we didn't get it on the big stage, like you said. So mm-hmm. 7.75. I think this is so worthy of a main event on a Coliseum tape, yeah. which we don't always get. And it brought my score up my rating for the tape, my grade. So um, I was happy to go out like this. Not yeah. fully satisfied. I'm with you, Frank, but I liked it. You know, I was, I was. Cause like I said, like, I don't want the take man to lose clean, you know? And I don't think the ultimate warrior is going to lose clean, you know, in the main event, you know, just mm-hmm. from being a wrestling fan and you know, that they like to uh, send the fans home happy. But um, before we give our grades, we did have one last stop at the golf course. Mm-hmm. Sean actually gives us a proper wrap up. You know, he says, you know, this has been, you know, Rampage 91, blah, blah, blah. And then he sends us off, which we don't always get. Sometimes it just rolls into the credits. But uh, yeah, I thought it was super fun overall. The main event, definitely. We talk about this when you have the main event, like it can kind of make or break like how you feel. Mm-hmm. at the end you know and this was a two-hour tape <clears throat> yeah and to lead me with like a match that i really enjoyed 
it just improved my overall enjoyment of the tape. So before we do give our overall grades, something that we do on Coliseum Classics, I think John Boy mentioned it earlier, we give a star of the tape. So who wants to start that off, boys? The star of the tape for WWF Rampage 91. I will start. And I will start because I want to give him his flowers and a rare opportunity where people can tune in and see him in a light. You don't always see him, especially in WWF television. It's Greg the Hammer Valentine. Let's go. Greg the Hammer. I thought he had a good match with Haku. Clean finish. Clean finish. A baby face with the crowd actually cheer for him. It's like, it's rare. I don't even know when I could look up a match where he's like the face, you know what I mean? With the crowd popping for his Hulkamania moments or hulking out moments, you know? So I just think it's a classic hammer performance. He's not going to blow your socks off, you know, but it's going to give you a good old fashioned scrap. And I like it. I'm happy he got his, like uh, his cheers for a change. I never even saw him in like as a good guy. That's That's awesome. Love it. I'll give you mine. This is really hard. Because um, you could have went several different directions. I'm not going to mention who I was considering in case it's one of you, Dukes. We'll talk about it after. But I had to go back and think about the whole tape. And I did have to go back to the first match. And I did have to go back to the first man who came out on this tape. One Mr. Perfect. Mm. He he reminded me just how much I love that IC title. He defines this era for me in so many ways because I always talk about SummerSlam 91 and I just loved that match with Brett. And uh, Perfect looks so good. You guys mentioned the shape he was in. And uh, he got the win. He did manage to beat one Bulldog thanks to uh, Brett's interference. But I, I just think I went with Perfect. It could have went so many different directions. He's my star of the tape, though. It's a good one. I think for sure, like, there's a lot of... um there's a lot of nominees here, you know, uh, and like, I'll tell you, like the Undertaker, because of the end, like, I was like, damn, man, like Taker, like I enjoyed him so much in that last match. But as you guys know, one of my favorites made an appearance on this. Team. <laughs> but it's not him. Uh... It's the man that appeared in two matches on this tape. John Boy, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. The Heat Stealer, Paul. Oh, did I do Roma, it? My star of the tape for WWF Rampage 91. I didn't know, man. He was heat checking. He was here. He was super twice. Super impressive, dude. He's super impressive. Um, I can see why the Four Horsemen recruited him. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was jacked. I thought he was very impressive. It's a good pick. Very agile, very strong. Like, he was the whole deal. Not the total package, but a pretty good package. Not quite. So, there it is. My star of the tape. We got from Frank, Greg the Hammer Valentine, from John Boy. I mean, Mr. Perfect, can't go wrong there. Mine's Paul Roma. I almost we went like... stars with Paul Bear and Taker. I didn't want to cheat, mm. though, because they were really cooking at the end there, their their character work. Mm-hmm. Was Taker up there for you guys? Like, yeah, man. Yeah. This is so For cool. sure. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we kind of stayed like something different, you know. Yeah, for sure. You could have went Bobby, by the way, too. Bobby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, sure. yeah, I know we could. Once again, you know, easy. when you that would have been the easy one. Segments, yeah. yeah. But I just thought the taker, like I said in that match, like that's my, that's my favorite. It's fair. The music, man. the presentation, that 
shambling like undead undertaker it's awesome so cool what a what a career what a gimmick i mean shout out shout to out. Sean, shout out to Shawn michaels hat too yes of course you have to get your sean love yeah, i always do last, it now last <laughs> episode for it's becoming like i do the brett thing i'm doing sean you you did make a public apology to sean michaels for our last episode of coliseum classics so it makes sense one thing we like to do on coliseum classics we give these a letter grade frank did you want me to start this one since you started the uh yeah go for it all right so obviously you guys could tell by my enthusiasm all throughout this tape i was super pumped i'll be honest when i look at stuff and i see two hours I get kind of discouraged. Like mm -hmm. I watched a movie the other day, The Killer on Netflix, and I look and it's like two hours. I'm like, ah, like give me an hour and a half, you know. But that being said, I went in two hours of my life. <laughs> it was well worth it. Wow. I I thought this tape, like I said, man, I'm watching this and I'm smiling. I feel myself smiling. Um, I had never seen it before. It's you know there were so many of my all time favorites on this. Um. It begins with Perfect in the Bulldog and it ends with Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker. Like it's the perfect bookmark for me. A solid B plus. Oh. I didn't know if you were gonna get any uh get any higher because uh, I thought it was gonna be like a crazy grade. <laughs> I, so I've actually pulled up our grades and I will let you go next, Frank. But um I wanted to mention, Duke, this is now your highest rated tape yep b plus and unfortunately when we rated the steel cage um episode yes we rated it in out of 10 because frank and zern weren't there to reel us in and yeah rising <laughs> us up but that one was super enjoyable that was probably my most enjoyable tape previously mm -hmm. um i love that tape this yeah. one was just a lot of fun for me man this is like I think this 91-92 roster, it's one of the best rosters in the history of wrestling. Yeah, so it, it speaks to us, too. And our, a lot of my favorites, yeah. And like you said, our time, you know? Yeah, it really speaks to anyway, our time. I'll shut up. Nah, you, it's your show, bro. Frank, did you want to uh, jump in? Yeah, so I gave it a good old-fashioned C. Oof. A I solid was, C? A like, solid C. A C. Like C Straight from up. Bronx Tale? C. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I gave it a C rating. I thought opener and the finish, the the main event, my two highlights of it, and the Percy Pringle or the Paul Bearer segment as well. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, you know, so like those things like kept me going. Too many guys I just didn't care about in matches, you know, for me to like love the tape, but it was fun. A lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. And I liked the such a such a random group of matches too. So mm -hmm. I was into it. What about um we we did get an appearance by Bruce Hart's brother. No, I was no love yo, for that. You're reading my mind here, bro. I'm smiling because I was gonna say the Keith no, Hart no, match no, last I'm week. I'm out here yeah. stealing heat. Well, you steal no my Bruce heat Hart, literally every week. That's so funny. You stole it with the D for Diesel. <laughs> yeah. You Jeez. stole it with Paul Roma today. We're just two in tune. That's what we're two is. in tune. And um Blood Brothers. So C yes. So C plus was your grade for Big Daddy Cool, uh Frank. So so you like this a little less. A little bit. A little bit less. Yeah, but I'm a diesel mark. You know, it's hard. Yeah, you know what? Not. 
it's funny, Frank, because like back in the day, there was NWA slash WCW and mm-hmm. WWF. I feel like you would have been an NWA. Oh, kid. no doubt. I, yeah, probably would have. You, you know, know, it's funny to think like, that because I, I love WWF. You guys know it's my favorite. Yeah. But if, yeah, if I was of the time. Like, probably. I don't think you're a big fan of like sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's you like, like the rap. He wanted that. Or... Well, he wanted that, that Tully, um, and magnum blood yeah, yeah exactly yep. that yeah, cage. Yep. you know he would have been no, I it's think interesting now yeah. yeah it's interesting to see that's yep. it's a cool little voyage you know yeah, yeah that's so true well i was reviewing the grades like i said and i've never given a tape higher than a b plus i said i was in search of the perfect tape i thought this would be it because of that cover oh. and it sparked memories I still haven't given a tape higher than a B plus because this is a B plus just like okay. you, Duke. It's a B plus from me. It's fun. This era is great. The matches were weird. I have so many good things to say about it. So it it lands in that B plus range. Enjoyable. Yeah, because like when we talk about it at the end, we're always giving like our critiques of what we want more of. We wanted more. I won't speak for you guys. I wanted more of the little breaks in between the segments, you know, the character stuff got that on here. Mm-hmm. I want the weird matchups got that on here. Then you give me like a lot of my favorites on this one. I just, like I said, man, I had a lot of fun. I, I, I really, really enjoyed this one. I mean, is there a perfect tape out there? You know, like, unless it's just Mr. Perfect. It could be, <laughs> it could be our next tape Duke. Well, Funny you should say that. Well, next episode, episode 11 of Coliseum Classics, we're going to be reviewing and discussing World Wrestling Federation grudge matches. Mm. Have you guys ever seen this one? I have not. Oh, cool. It's 1986, so so I know. Wow, We're going back, and this is going to be fun for me. And because... For my own enjoyment, but I really am curious to hear Frank's take on some of these uh, matches. Yeah, I mean, they could be some like more violent matches. Yeah, yeah. You would think yeah. like cage matches, stuff like that. So we'll see if uh, exactly. if Frank um, enjoys that one a little more. And, you know, you still enjoyed this one. So, yeah, see, so see, so see, see, doesn't sound great. But like you said, if you get a C in high school, you're. You're I'm floating, stoked, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah we were nah, we were stoked. Nah, that. To, to me, C is still a good grade. You know, if you get a B, it's hard because like I keep a notepad with like all my grades of like events that we do, and like I'm reviewing WrestleMania 18. I gave it a six out of ten. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's tough. You know, it's not like I'm not like just giving out grades just for the fun of it. You know, so like I'm I'm hard out there. So you know, a C. It's that's a that's a good grade on my overall scale. There's so much that goes into a whole show, so you know. C could stand for like champ champion. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it could stand. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Cool. It could stand for um, Cole, as in Adam Cole, if your favorite wrestler. Bay bay. I feel a segue coming on. <laughs> there is one. We're going to be talking about. Tell us about the next episode of No Soul, the wrestling podcast. Yes, it may feature Adam Cole if he's under the devil mask because we're going to be reviewing AEW Full Gear 2023. Frank's going to be on assignment yeah. trying to get him there with our bankroll. You know, yeah, exactly. it's, it's a little rough, but uh, we got to move some funds around. We got to move some funds around. We can do it, uh, but we're going to be watching it and we're going to be reviewing it. 
it's been a weird time in current AEW wrestling and hot and cold, I'd say for, for sure. But the pay-per-views sometimes deliver Frank will be going. I don't think they've had a bad pay-per-view. Yeah. I'll say that like from an enjoyment standpoint, you know what I mean? Just like watching wrestling matches. I don't think they've had a bad pay-per-view, but I'll say the least excited I've ever been going into a pay-per-view weekend for AEW and like, I'm most likely going to be attending. I don't have a ticket yet, but like my buddies were going to get tickets, you know, and I just been waiting, you know, and it's just unlike me. Usually they, they go on sale. We're in the queue waiting to, you know, get our spot. And this time it's like, I'm buying a ticket off a of scalper a few days before. Whatever. Is, we'll, is your, uh, is your fire burning out? Are you? No, nah, I mean, I'm going to watch, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, I think it's my fire. It's, it's just a pro wrestling fire, right? Sometimes it's burns, shines bright. And other times you, don't even know why you watch, you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite there, especially with AEW. Cause I haven't had such a down period with them. Like I am at the moment, you know, but you know, I'm not giving up yet. I've, they got, they brought back the love for wrestling for me. So they have a little bit of a uh, money in the bank as far as m- screw ups I'm allowing, you know, but that punk thing almost, Ooh, that punk thing almost got me off the rails, but maybe we'll something to mask Duke. Yeah. Uh, I do have to ask you because I've heard a rumor lately. It's really, it's, it's getting hot. And Frank, I don't know if you know this one. Who could be under the devil mask? One Tony Khan himself. Oh they might make God. him into a heel character. <laughs> That's not happening. Duke, bro. you into it? No chance. I don't want to talk about that right now. No chance. I don't want to ruin this. I know. I, had a gr- <laughs> I just gave this a B. Plus. It's the end of a you know, great date, and then I, I don't kiss you goodnight. I just get in my car well, and leave. What if the man. rumor, what if the word is it's Vince McMahon kicked out of uh, WWE and he's the <laughs> under the devil mask? Now that I'll I love. Do, I would do a back. <laughs> I'll tell you Dude, what, as, as like down as I am, like if that was CM Punk, oh, yeah, all right, would be right. forget. I'm right, right back, back in. in. Yeah, yeah. I'm right back Same. in. I'd rather Vince than Punk. Now that you said that, that's so cool. <laughs> if he just leaves, because he would do some shit like I'm that, like kill my creation. Yeah, it'd be like when I mean. Bischoff came out on Raw. You know how awkward that was. Yeah, was like, whoa, man. Yeah, and then man, Tony can awkward. Oh, yeah, he's 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 awkward. Out on can you imagine how weird oh my, that would be, dude? That'd be insane. Anyway, let's not say any cool stuff because, yeah, as yeah. we know in the history of wrestling, every <laughs> time there's a surprise, it's going to yeah. be a big L. It's like but, tournaments. It's like all that. It always never ends. Uh, here's up. the cool thing. You're going to hang with your buds. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of fun. And that's yeah. really what it's all that's about. That's what it's all about. These uh, shows obviously have linked us up. We now, you know, talk every week, every day almost. Um, but like going back and watching these old things, like even if you're sour on the current state of wrestling, you really do discover like why you know you love this business and like especially this time for me i mean this tape was just so enjoyable for me i'm having a lot of fun doing this hopefully you listeners are having fun hopefully you're following along don't forget next episode wwf grudge matches you can find that on peacock um you got anything else before we head out boys on wwf rampage 91 no, but I am enjoying these super random shows. Hope more of them are like this and less like the diesel match selection. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I just like the random. I like to see guys come out. It just reminds me of like watching wrestling. I don't know anything about, you know, you just see 
wrestlers walking out that entryway and it's just like okay this is going to be cool or not or it's going to be the shits you know what i mean but sometimes the nasties and those guys will surprise you boss man <laughs> so we'll see yeah you had a boss man compliment tonight yeah yeah market i like that yeah uh yeah i'm with you on the randomness of it i'm enjoying these tapes it's definitely keeps me keeps me going in my wrestling fandom without you bros i i wouldn't be doing this and i'd probably be far out of it i would just yeah. be grumpy somewhere hating the biz <laughs> i hate the biz with you guys yeah. so it makes it easier commiserating this was this was a good one though and um yeah we'll see if we get more random matches instead of the compilations that this is cool yeah it's all it's almost like you go to a house show you yeah, know yeah, when you watch exactly. it, you don't yeah, yeah. you don't know who's coming out you hear the music and sometimes you don't even recognize the music like you said john demolition smash but like that eerie like you're like who's this you know um so yeah, a lot of fun for this one. Be sure to follow us along. Be sure to like us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, um, Instagram, it's no sold underscore podcast. Uh, obviously, if you watch the video version on YouTube, be sure to like, comment. We want to hear from you. We got all you guys checking out these videos. Talk to us. Tell us what you want to see. Tell yeah. us what you like. Tell us your your star of the tape. Give us a grade. Um be sure to ring that bell on YouTube. Get the notifications. This has been Coliseum Classics. Don't forget to tune in next episode. We're out, and that's the tale of the tape.